music's not playing. Oh. We broke oh, it. Oh, it is. No, it's playing. Okay. It's just very quiet. Oh, yes. The uh, selected playlist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very Hello, good. Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome back to another evening of Dungeons & Dragons. We are here for the city of Oshwamp. I thought you forgot. <laughs> no, I was pausing, pausing for dramatic effect. <laughs> Am I Intentionally. It's a bad city. Mm -hmm. Big cold. You're good. I'm good. So yeah. All right, my button was working. Okay. Yeah, you're unmuted. You're good. The only one that's not unmuted is DJ, which is correct, because the light is not lit up. So we're good. It's been too long. Welcome back, Shadow. Congratulations mm -hmm. on your internet. Mm -hmm. That is good. Ooh. Good, good news. Yay, internet. Mm -hmm. Bad city, big internet. <laughs> Mm. Could be. Mm. Big city, bad mm -hmm. That's that's usually the case, yeah, that's right? That's correct. <laughs> Is that fixed or not? Or what? did it not restart yet? No, it did not. Okay. Connect to the internet. That's good. That's fine. I'll take a look at it later. Mm -hmm. That's very strange. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, we're here once again for more Dungeons and Dragons content for your entertainment and mm -hmm. also our uh, horror. <laughs> you want to say what that was again? That? Your, your entertainment. Your entertainment. Your I mean, that's the that's the goal. It's mm -hmm. really the goal. Uh, anyway, we're going to go around the table and say who we are uh, and then John will do the recap and we'll get right back into the fun. So I am Don, and I play Ethier Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric, in this one. I am not Lawrence, and I play Yalum Lo in this campaign. I'm Paul, and I play Felix. I'm Sarah, and I play Ritora. And I'm DJ, and I play Nesgrim. Mr. Nesquid. Mr. Nesquid. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it because he's 50? Because that's why you all call him Mr. <laughs> yep. You're an old man. <laughs> Mr. Nesquid. Yep. Oh, he... I did say you're old as he shit. He could taste your age. I'll oh, say that. Oh, no. I hate like a that. Fine yeah, I was going to say, like, wine. Yep. Mm. Did you, I think Aged you were, like a you fine Nesquid. <laughs> did you do five? Because <laughs> you're supposed to be... What? Wait, do that again? <laughs> he turns green. Do it again. <laughs> you are connected to the DM one. You did it seven times. I'm really salty. Okay. <laughs> I did it. That's okay. okay. You did seven. It's, it's one or the other. It's meant to see All right, so. Yes. <laughs> Last time on City of Ocho Dragon Ball Z. Uh, we were in the midst of the vision of Mr. Nesgrim in Adrian's wonderful lower level of his shop, and Nesgrim found himself standing in the familiar woods of the Ogre Pool, where he grew up in the forest that is near his home, the village of Ryak. The smoke near his father's face dissipated, and he could see that his father was in fact kneeling in front of a small, about six foot in length mound of dirt, and was holding a bouquet of white lilies. His father was feebled, distraught, fatigued, and looked quite ill. Nesgrim connected this spot to the area in which they buried a memorial for his mother after she died of illness some 20 years prior, and they burned her body. Uh, the father, his father, laid these lilies over the burial mound, and then Nesgrim watched as his father began speaking to whatever is there. <laughs> I won't say what. Uh, and the dirt began to shake and stir, and the lilies, detached from their stems, began to wilt and cascaded down over the burial mound. The dirt continued to split, and a black claw broke through, 
grasping around the hand of Nesgrim's father, sinking its talons into the flesh of his wrist. His father spoke to the burial mound, whispering and promising that Nesgrim is indeed pure still. They have not found him, and they won't let him become a thrall of the defiled, instead choosing to serve eternally in his place. He then turned and stood in front of Nesgrim, facing him, and a horrifying ethereal shadow birthed out of the dirt behind his father, looming near him, and then tendrils stretched out from it over his face, similar to the vision that you had previously. It began to rend away the flesh of his face, and he let out a final warning to Nesgrim, warning him of the cry of a seraph. Ether, still in this room, but unaware of what was going on in the vision, simply watched as Nesgrim, standing inside of the circle, staring at Adrian, began to shake and his palms began to profusely drip with sweat, and Nesgrim broke out of his vision as it concluded. Uh, Adrian once more reveled in ecstasy for the sights of Mr. Nesgrim's experiences. <laughs> the proper name. The proper name. Uh, and Aether became a, a little distraught as he began to get the impression that Adrian took far too much personal pleasure in these visions or spiritual guidance experiences that Aether also performs, claiming that they are meant to be a service to the dead, whereas Adrian calls them a transaction. Um... We posited that Aether sees people at a liminal threshold in between life and death, where their soul exists at that uh, effect effectively terminal location for where their soul is sentenced to damnation or absolution. Uh, whereas Adrian is able to see a pinnacle moment in the existence of the person's life, typically related to death or some other harrowing experience. Uh, we returned upstairs after a brief argument with Adrian, and we found our other companions still standing safely on the floor of the first level inside of the shop, with Yalumlo intensely staring at the eye in the jar that uh, they were told would be watching over them to make sure that they don't steal anything. Um, we argued a little bit more with Adrian and discussed again the principles of his visions and their purpose. Yalumlo, upon discovering this, became very intently interested in a vision of his own and said he was indeed willing. We followed Adrian once more into the basement, this time um, Ethier, Yalumlo, Felix, and Nesgrim, who was happily invited back once more. Uh, and as we descended the staircase, stopping once more at the hooks on the wall for uh, Adrian to remove his cloak, he this time as well removed his shirt. And we saw on his back, in between his shoulders, a large tattoo of a twisted black claw holding a brazier made of stone and small flame particles sprouting up from it. We went inside once more completed the ritualistic tasks requested of us by Adrian, and Yalumlo had his vision, which, since it has not yet been shared with his companions, 
I will not discuss. After the vision faded, we hurriedly kind of ran back upstairs, uh, concerned for the safety of Buck and Ratora, and having now definitively made our opinion for at least Mr. Ether over here, uh, what we think Adrian is doing and his purpose is here, uh, didn't want to be around him anymore. Adrian provoked Nesgrim and Ritora before we left, offering mysterious hinting clues as to situations in their past and their present. Yalumlo, before leaving, after everyone else had walked out of the door, returned to give something to Adrian, and we will again not fully disclose what that is. Uh, we watched as Ethier separated for the first time from the group, running back to his bone museum, which they eventually found out. He had marked and taken all of his jewelry and belongings of people's bones off of his shelves, disassembling everything, marking them, and wisely hiding them somewhere. I don't believe you told them, so I will not tell the, anyone where you hid your bones. Uh, My secret bone hoard. Mm -hmm. Everyone else returned to the Pawn Man in Slums North. Uh, to ensure that Sister Madeline receives the ale that Felix was tasked with picking up from Luna over at Growlers, and Yalumlo wanted to check in on his good friend Seamus to ensure that he as well had received his proper security and sanctuary. Uh, Clark accepted the ale, paid Felix, thanked him, and then we asked Clark a few questions. We realized that he has a bit more of a connection with Luna herself in terms of their purposes for what services they provide inside of the city uh, and their efforts to protect any isolated peculiars that may be walking around alone in Slums North after they leave an orphanage after it's attacked by bandits. Um, he is as well concerned that the um, delivery of the children that were supposed to be made after the first of Elsith, those who had had parents who died during the hangings. Uh, not all of the six children were received. Only three children were made delivery to the orphanage, and he is worried that the other three might in fact have connections with peculiarity and would have been instead taken by the guards and taken somewhere else instead. Um... They promise to return if Clark needs any other help, and he says he will be in touch and thanks them all for their hard work. We rush back to Ethier's museum, find out about the hiding of the bones. Hiding the Emperor, very good. Um, <laughs> Can we get a hashtag not a sex thing? Not thanks. a sex thing Thank at all. I <laughs> um, really just need to make that clear. Correct. And then we began to discuss the horrifying details of Nazgrim's visions as he, now that we were in private areas inside of Ethier's museum, dictated as best as he could. The experience that he had in Adrian's wonderful, wonderful lower level. Uh, it doesn't seem good. <laughs> Again, hashtag oh, yeah. not a sex thing. It's not a sex thing. <laughs> you are standing. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, Nesgrim informs his party that he wasn't actually born in Ryak, but in a city called Rarfly that his parents told him about, um, just saying that they needed to leave when he was a little boy. Felix immediately makes the connection that, oh my fucking god, that's an orc city. Why the fuck were you born there? And yeah, no one knows that shit yet, so shh, don't tell nobody. Uh, Nesgrim is as well confused, knowing that Ryak was the area that, after being told in Elvish means exiled, was the area in which the exotic races in the uh, continent are typically taken, so this way they are safe. 
Mr. Nesgrim. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a voluntary move. Uh, so, yeah, mm. the exotic races are taken Great. to the city of Ryak, so this way they are preserved and safe in a singular location. Oh, you mean like a zoo? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We did bring it up last time. It's yep. turtles and cats. Super a zoo. Do you know that museum where they have a bunch of haunted stuff somewhere out in the Midwest? No. That's where Felix would be. With his curse. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Because mm-hmm. you're cursed. You would be in a haunted museum? I come from a lovely place. Yep. Is it a haunted museum? Uh, yeah, Nesgrim <laughs> actually is confused as to why Felix, as a, an exotic or peculiar individual himself, was not as well taken to the city of Ryak to be raised in isolation as an exile. And uh, Felix tells his party that he was raised in a small town called Yengema, which means hidden. Very appropriate as to why he wasn't, you know, caught. Um... So, let's see, that's that. Oh, yeah, then we realized that it was growing late. Uh, It was reaching around dusk, and we wanted to make sure that we arrived at Luna's Tavern, Growlers, to be able to enjoy the feast, as was promised to us, and an opportunity to meet some of her additional associates and gather some information as we left Ether's Bone Museum Stepping back outside into the dirty streets of Grave Robbers Road. (laughs) What a great name. Uh, Truly is. Ritora whistled for her owl, recognizing that it's been like a day and a half since she's seen it. And whistled, successfully calling out to her owl. And stood, waiting for it to return to her. As it flew over from the east, and the directions of where the center portions of the cities are, she was horrified to see that in its beak was a small rodent, and its claws, the owl's claws, had turned to black. (laughs) (laughs) So we will pick up right there. Oh, no, not right there. You all standing on Grave Robbers Road, right out front of Ether's Bone Museum, as your owl, what was your owl's name again? Juniper. Juniper, that's correct. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. As yeah, your owl, Juniper. Super, super alive owl. Very alive. <laughs> Very mine. <laughs> Flies over towards you, making her way. And you can see that as she gets, you know, maybe about 60 feet, your elf eyes are capable of seeing. Your elf eyes are able to see that, you know, the coloration of her beautiful snowy white feathery coat is still intact. Mm-hmm. It's simply her claws look black as they are descending towards you. And you can see that the rodent in her mouth is, uh, I guess we'll say, a little more concave in the center. Oh, between her beak and she begins as in like it she crushed it with her beak as in yes yeah, okay. she theoretically as far She's as you would shaped. assume crushed it in her beak was born with a spine condition yep <laughs> she begins fluttering down towards you do you outstretch your arm to receive your owl I'm gonna cover it with my cloak and make sure that no skin is bearing <laughs> Your owl slowly lands, fluttering, Mm -hmm. pausing, and then lands on your arm safely. Black claws sunk just tightly into the fabric of your cloak. Uh, Those claws look defiled. Okay. (laughs) They do, Mr. Nesbitt. So. (laughs) They're so fucking black. (laughs) So. 
thought has just occurred to me. Uh huh. This owl comes from a significantly warmer climate than this. Mm-hmm. Does this look like rot, or does this look like perhaps frostbite? Make a nature check. Well, it's frostbite. We're eating owls, so. Meat's <laughs> <laughs> back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> 16. 16? It looks like she's chilled and it's frostbite has oh, begun to set in oh, on her claws as though oh, she's no. been out alone for about oh. a day and a half. Oh. <laughs> Taking such good care oh. of this owl. <laughs> she didn't come back when I called her. She just um, shivers lightly on your arm. Picked her on an old woman and left her out in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> I called her several times. So I was going to donate to like an owl sanctuary I'm after sorry. the sorry. I'm so sorry. My fictional owl is cold. You act like I didn't donate to like a wildlife sanctuary with my taxes. I literally, I literally did. Cold owl? Cold feet. Shoot. Yeah, can I, we get cold feet like in the chat? Thanks. Shelter her with your own warmth. You nuzzle her against your chest and begin to encase her with your cloak. You hear the little bit of a crunching of bone as she cracks down once more on the little pieces of this rodent. The rodent is intact, like I said. It's just yeah. it's it's been, it's, it's been recently yeah, recently murdered by an owl. Mm-hmm. Does it look dead? Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't squeak. It didn't okay. move. It didn't like shake. At all. Something I'm just based on some notes that we've read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not unaccustomed to um, seeing. Yeah, her hunt. Her hunt. Absolutely. Ritora, what is wrong with your owl? Uh, it seems her feet have frozen quite a bit. She's been out in the cold for much longer than she's accustomed to. It's time for her to stop digging. <laughs> I mean, she's. She- could have been digging that would explain why only her feet are cold. Perhaps she was searching. Well, the rest of her is covered in feathers. Well, yes, but perhaps she was searching for food of some kind. See, she has a rat, but that would explain the... Is it a rat or a mouse? It is a rat. It's a rat. Mm-hmm. How does the rat look? Aside from crushed. Does it look... <laughs> does, it, does it have a little hat? <laughs> does it look healthy? <laughs> Are there parts of it slowly turning black and falling off? I mean, you may make an investigation check. <laughs> Come on, brand new D20. All right, well... <laughs> Listen, it could have been like a five. That's an 11. An 11? I mean, you, as you look a little more closely, because, again, she's pulling the owl towards her chest. So I would say that you do this as it lands and she begins to pull. You get a quick glimpse of this rodent. Mm -hmm. And you can see that there are areas of its fur on, like, its backside that look like they are... uh, The fur is splotchy and almost patchy, as though there are areas in which it's not shaved, but the fur looks... Like it's falling out? Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, and there are it's small... It's got ringworm. Oh, no! <laughs> um, Ritora, I do not wish to be the bearer of bad news, but do you remember what Corin mentioned about the rats? And jump, your owl jump, is now eating jump. it in your vicinity? <clears throat> do you wish to be infected, or perhaps you should either get rid of the rat or get rid of the owl? Crunch, crunch, <laughs> crunch. 
can stop crunching for one, one <laughs> moment. Crunch! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You crunch all the time, Sarah. Is the crunching the owl chewing on the mouse? Yeah. Okay, good. Because it could also be someone walking up on us. Well, I mean, yeah, it's bones, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a big, big bowl of bones here. Big bowl of bones. <laughs> I have every morning. Bonios. <laughs> Uh, as as the owl is on Rator's arm, is it shaking? Like yeah, it's it looks like it's shivering. May, may I? What are you gonna do? <laughs> Burning hand. <it. laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's rotisserie. Oh my god! <laughs> Can I cast purify food and drink on the rat? It's food. Food and drink? Yeah. It's someone's food? It's uh, food for the owl. Anything's no, food if my, you're brave enough. My assumption would be that the uh, food would need to be... Food? An actual food. <laughs> Maybe not Maybe covered in skin? Correct. This well, isn't like cooked. This okay. isn't like uh, purify food and drink, I would argue, needs to be something is cooked into the thing. You know what I mean? Or at least mixed into the thing. This is like, you're not like, you don't have like a mixed drink owl. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna reach my hand out towards the owl and just like rub one finger against her, like forehead. Okay, so then you would be standing adjacent to her yes. as she is holding it here and it's eating, and you rub it. I'm gonna say that like, like I have I have the owl like peeking out from my your like, cloak. It's not like as I'm it's like, cron- yeah. yeah. I, I thought I you were like pulling it tightly yeah. into your chest. Okay, so yeah, make an animal handling check. I hope it doesn't bite you. Uh, 11. 11? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, she's concentrated effectively on enjoying her delicious kill. Sure. Um, I'm going to cast Guidance. Strike. Okay. On the owl. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Sure, that'll <laughs> you know, make a difference. Yep. It's a cantrip. Just you got it. Might as well. Yeah, he watches a small little bit of light leaves your finger and kind of encases around the owl's head. She continues crunching away on this delicious rat. Ritora. You should get rid of the rat and give your owl something else. It is a plague I carrier. Was, I was trying to see if I had something to... Yeah, I, I think I put something in my inventory at one point for, for her, but I don't remember. Yeah, you what ate part it, of the meal. Correct. Yeah. You have a small piece of, I'll say, some kind of dried meat. I'd like to pull that out and offer it. To her, like, hold it in front of her face. Make a persuasion check. Persuade, Persuade your owl. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Teeny fat lark. Oh. <laughs> Is it a one? Oh, you say, Teeny fat lark. You pull out the piece of meat and just violently, a little too aggressively shake it, and I guess a little too close to her face, and you feel her, her like shoulders kind of jut against your chest, and her wings extend out a little bit. And she continues to just crunch. Alright, I'm going to can I, just, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to touch it with my bare hands. Gonna, you could, Well, here's the thing. You could touch it with your bare hands. Get out of here. That is a thing that he's not wrong. Should I? I'll attempt to take it. Do you have gloves? No, not with my hands. Out of the owl's mouth. Okay. So you pull and you feel it kind of rips. So, like, there is, uh, I'll say, sinew and some meat and some fur nice. mm-hmm. in her beak. And you actually, because it tears in half. So I have two. So you have two little, like, you have an ass in the face of a rat. <laughs> Just and on the ground it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Nesgrim, you have you have metal boots on, I assume? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. have, you have yeah. plate. Chainmail, chain, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you should stomp the fuck out of that thing, perhaps, oh. as Corrin did. It's not moving on the ground, is it? No. Okay. No, but... Just to be safe. So that nothing else finds it. Perhaps yeah. we could burn it as well if someone has the ability to so, produce fire. So I will say, as it was ripped asunder, you can see that in its entrails, as they begin to fall out from the pieces, you can see wriggling maggots. Fuck! I'm stomping Fuck! the shit out of that <laughs> uh, rat. Uh, mm-hmm. do, they, do they look like the maggots that Kratura has? Okay. I'm going to do the Cotton Eye Joe on that maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> bam, bam, bam! So, you, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know when, like, your pet has eaten something that it's Real not bad? supposed to, and you, like, grab its head and, like, mm-hmm. pull it? I would like to do that. Okay. Get out of there. Want... With your bare hands. Just. <clears throat> I've touched the maggots at this point. As long as I don't. I don't about the meat? He's <laughs> Like, that's more concerning to me than okay. any possible disease. Because I know what this is. Uh-huh. And I know I don't want my owl to eat it because I saw what happened to Nesgrim. Uh-huh. No. Spit out the dirt. You pull it from her beak. Yeah. Make an animal handling yep. check once see if more. she bites the crap out of my hand. Effectively to see if she bites you as well as to whether or not she will be antagonized and attempt to flee. Well, the good news is it's not a one. Okay. That's very good. And Goodbye. what's the bad news? The bad news is that <laughs> it is a two. <laughs> oh, no. Which it the is an eight. Is... It's an eight. I an have plus eight. six for animal handling. Okay. So, so, I mean, this is a companion that you have had for yeah. a long time. I will say she is visibly emotionally distraught, frustrated, mm-hmm. begins to flap her wings as you pull the sinew and intestinal tract from inside of her beak. I'm assuming you immediately throw it on the ground. Yeah. You're not like, hey, nice. <laughs> I, I'm also going to cast Animal Friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, which lets me convince meat? a beast <laughs> that I mean it no harm. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with this hunk of rat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really want to get to know him. Mm-hmm. He's got a great personality. Mm-hmm. Ethier, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you can do a wisdom saving throw for... Owlchan. For the owl, yeah. Owlchan rolls a flat eight. Yo, where's that guidance? It's a 14, so... Uh, guidance is not on saving throws. Yes? So, yeah. So, fail. So, I Correct. succeed. So, you succeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely backfire, fuck you over. Oh, shit, dude, sorry. Thanks for the guidance. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Bitch. No, I just wanted to feel better. <laughs> As I just yeah. mutter, like, no, no, you... You can't eat this. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, yes. no, no Pippin. <laughs> yeah. So we'll say that she, yeah. you know, begins to settle down once more, pulling mm-hmm. her wings intact to her sides. The, you the, offer her the meat instead, mm-hmm. and she happily begins to gobble mm-hmm. and crunch it up. You're all standing here with an owl. I'm gonna put my hands in the snow and get it. Do you think Clean. that yeah. you got to it fast enough? I think so. I am mildly concerned that she has tasted the. Dirt. Oh, my bones. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling to see how much it hurt. Yes, very much. How much damage did you just take? 18. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of damage. Uh, it might be thirsty like our favorite friend. I'll have to keep an eye on her. You're talking about Mr. Nesgrim. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nesgrim, yes, indeed. Yes. Do you need some water? I'll drip some into my palm. 
So sweaty. Are you nervous? I don't like that noise. No, no. me neither. <laughs> but it happened. Oh. <laughs> All right, I rolled a five for my burnout die, by the way. Okay. I'm fine. Thank you. He has been cured. Oh. Thankfully. I, I just wanted to make sure he, he was quenched. Oh, yes, he is okay. <laughs> Doesn't drink any more dirt. Is there. I hope not. Somewhere safe that you can keep your owl? I do not imagine that. Luna would appreciate bringing the rot into her bar. I, I, I don't think this rot. is the rot. This is... Do you know that it is not the rot? Have you been out in the cold before, haven't you? I'm not talking about the feet. I'm talking about the rat. Yes. If we don't... That may have just been the rat it brought back. We don't know how many were eaten before the owl came back. That is true. Ritora, you are welcome to leave her in the remnants of my store. The tent formerly known as formerly the huge bone tent. <laughs> certainly no one, no one would come in here anyway to steal things. I have fucking bones, and even those are not here. She would be safe. But, but if she didn't eat any rats and she flies off again... Uh, she's charmed by me at this point, so can Correct. I, um... Yeah, you may issue her command. Yeah. Um... I suppose that would be for the best. Um... I'll turn to my own. Mm-hmm. Where are we? You are right still in front of the museum on Grave okay. Robbers Road. I couldn't... Um, I love that name. <laughs> You're the grave robber. <laughs> I named a road for you, Don. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm gonna turn to my own. Mm-hmm. Tell her. Her. Mm-hmm. Um. I need you to stay here now. Is. is okay. Right? Um. Oh, open gonna... the tent flap. Mm-hmm. Walk in. Okay. Set her down. Place her. You perch her. We'll say. Uh, you left the shelves intact, correct? So I took the shelves apart, but the like wire pieces that would have hold held. The okay, bones. that's right, because they were bone shelves. So yeah. Yes, so the wire. wire, or I guess wood, probably. Yep. So yeah, we'll say that there are suitable planks adorning the wall. There is also the um, the like, little table. Yeah, the little table. So, I mean, there are suitable flat surfaces for her to be able to... Man, imagine if that was bone, too. Good mm-hmm. lord. Hang out That'd and That'd have been relax. something. Do you so, have any any way to create warmth in here? Uh, we could light the tent on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably not that. I was going to say I could... Um, or a, I could light a cloth it. of some sort to... It's an idea. I'm, I have... Plenty of extra <laughs> material, yes. I could take a piece and, and make a, a bed of some sort for her. That's what I was looking to do. She seems quite cold. Is okay. it any warmer in here than it is outside? Slightly, yeah. I mean, it's protection from the wind and, you know, the various, like, flurry snowflakes that continuously fall. So it's still like, you it's, know, yeah, it's, it's shelter. Cold. Yeah. Um, I'll take a little of the 
extra cloth that I have that's just kind of lying around and okay. attempt to make some sort of a little, like, owl cloak bed type thing just to sure. cover her up. Yeah, so we'll say that you sufficiently rip up a few fabric pieces of cloth and bind them together with a bit of string and give your owl a little adorable cloak. Oh. Mm-hmm. And we come back and... And she... We're <laughs> <laughs> fighting Bilbo now. Yeah, yeah she's stealthy Not now. Again. Thank you. <laughs> this That's uh, an owl rogue. Yeah. Green. I mean, you just gave me. Dagger. Write that down. This is how our Humblewood campaign starts. <laughs> this is our transition. Owl rogue. <laughs> we want to do it. Okay. I'm going to set her down. Okay. Kind of warm her up a little bit. Okay. Give her a good shake <laughs> I, I can try something mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean why do you have to smile like that yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm that. sorry it's Is making it fe- part making of the me feel like maybe it. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to help okay. what, what could you do for the owl Felix protect it How? Okay, with a, a ward of some kind sure okay I think that might help Ritora, especially if she has consumed things. You're out. It, it will help Dirt. with the cold, at least. I'm like more it. concerned about the cold at this point. If it will help, I would say that we, we clearly trust Felix at this point. I don't know about clearly. <laughs> I, I trust Felix. Fair enough. It's your tent. It is my tent. If you If you can help... And I'll lean down and start to pet <laughs> Juniper. Is that uh-huh. it? Just yeah, just like obviously now she's a little wet on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will cast. I feel like that's not going to help the frostbite much. <laughs> environmental adaptation. Okay. So burnout die. Mm-hmm. Five. Good. Uh, it's like, please don't burn out. <laughs> the owl explodes. So just for you, as an action, uh, you a creature t- you touch ignores the effects of stream heat or cold. I will choose cold. Cold. Very good. For an hour. Your owl is properly warmed. You can see she just kind of settles in, shrugs and sighs a little bit. What's that? Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, it was fucking cold. <laughs> how do the feet look? I mean, they still look black. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to address that at yeah, some point. Um, owls need their Only feet. Only we had a doctor. We sent our doctor away. <laughs> he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, would either of us, having lived in the city for a fair amount of time, know anybody that would be good with animals, maybe medically? For individuals that you know specifically for animals, the only person you would be aware of is an individual in Slums East, actually. The person who is effectively the animal dealer. I probably wouldn't. Sure. Would cure wounds have any effect on the feet? I wouldn't say on frostbite, no. Okay. That's more like an like environmental, yeah. conditional yeah. effect, yeah. Where this is more like, I would say, if anyone has lesser restoration, no. I would permit something more along those lines. Yeah, sure. No. I have bark skin. I can give the owl bark skin. <laughs> bark feet. <laughs> bark feet. Uh, wouldn't it help over time that it's warm? Or... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would, you know. It's, I feel like at this point, there's yeah, it's set a... in. Yeah, frostbite's a damage is already done sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like there's probably like, about like of, a like, 50 actual treatment. Yeah. Like Gotta a cut 50, the feet 50 off. chance. 
Might have delicious, to. Delicious chicken I mean, you might legs. not have to. They Could I try just... to make little owl shoes just fall off? I mean, at some point. Okay. Uh, like, not instantly. Not right no, sure. you can't, you're not a cobbler. <laughs> no, I meant with just, like, cloth. Like, just, like, a, a bag. I mean, sure, yeah. If you want to cinch together, like, a bag right. yeah, by just like poking a little strip through. Of... Sure. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that'll take a little bit. Like, 10, 15 minutes, I would okay. say. I don't know if it'll help enough at this point to... I would like to make shoes oh. for your owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the 15 minutes and just start kind of gathering some pieces of cloth and weaving mm-hmm. them together with string just to make a little little cinch bag. Okay, yeah, you make two little tiny cinch bags for her owl. Owl booties. Yeah, you make <laughs> little adorable owl booties. Your right. owl is just like tightly mm, swapped This is really making up a good character for for. It's a shame God. it's dying. <laughs> 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 All this effort. <laughs> Perhaps we should head to Luna's, yes? Yeah. For I dinner. could use a drink before it gets too late. Yes. We really are thirsty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let us uh, head there then? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Get me away. Pat, pat, pat my owl on the head before we go. You pet your owl goodbye. We. <laughs> I'll miss Stop. you, you little well-dressed fucker. <laughs> Listen, humble old campaign. Gonna have a cute little owl. Yeah, no, it's we're already set for yeah. a character. It's it's genuinely ideal. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so we will say that you exit after saying farewell to Juniper. You return once more to Grave Robbers Road. I know where you are. You know that Luna's Tavern, Growlers, is just on the opposite side across um, the Guards Highway and it's on Mugger's Path. Mm -hmm. We've been there before, especially from this direction, so you guys are familiar with where to go. Yep. Heading right there. Yeah, Yeah, I don't have anywhere else to go on the way. Very good. Now, we return once more to the street. And we begin walking over towards Mugger's Path. Oh, <laughs> We gotta make a little cloak, and then I gotta kill it. And booties. Oh. <laughs> and we gotta, gotta cut I, it open and put some back in Live on stream, jam, watch John jam, jam. stab his stuffed animal to death. <laughs> It's part of the campaign, though. Got to <laughs> it's for this... immersion! It's for play like, purposes. Like ten owl stuffed animals. Please. Mm-hmm. Aw. Alrighty. So we're making our way to Luna's. Mm-hmm. Downtown. Walking fast. Yeah, so you walk to the end out. of Great Robbers Road. You guys <laughs> can see that it's a little bit beyond dusk now. Uh, twilight's beginning to set in, so I would say that it's early evening, approximately about like 6 o'clock or so, mm-hmm. which is around the time you would have associated when Luna would have invited you back for dinner. Uh, as we walk past Guards Highway, the central portion where it's a vertical strip separating the two effectively districts of Slums West on the mm-hmm. south side, we return to Mugger's Path, and we walk back towards Growler's Tavern. As you are approaching it, you can see that there's like a small grouping of five or six people that look as though they had possibly just knocked on the door and are walking away confused, dismayed after having been theoretically turned away. You can see that they're arguing, you overhear a little bit of bickering as though they're not sure where they want to go now, and they begin heading down the street towards the opposite end from you. Do I recognize Sounds... these gentlemen? You do not. 
Sounds like a familiar. So none of them are Buck. Nope. I'm just gonna <laughs> stand back and let them kind of get a fair distance away before I walk up to Luna's. Mm-hmm. So you guys watch as this small band of people who have been recently turned away walk to the opposite end of the street. They're about 100, 120 feet away from you or so, and it's up to you guys. What are they doing? A pro- what are they doing? Yeah, like, are they going to another tavern? Correct, or? yeah. Okay. They would hit the end of the street, and they would begin walking north, which you guys, after your little bit of familiarity in the city, you are aware that there is another tavern on the north side, northeast area, uh, the Toasted Lady. I'm going to wait for them to round that corner yeah. and then They're start the walking corner. up to The Lunas. street looks mostly empty. It looks as though people have most likely concluded their businesses for the day and are settling in at home for dinner. You can see that the row homes that are around you are moderately illuminated through their small cracked broken windows. Some of them are patched and covered with pieces of fur or cloth or fabric as though attempting whatsoever, however they can, to keep the little bit of warmth that they have in their home in their home. I'm going to just walk up and lightly rap on the front door. Very good. You approach the door for Growler's Tavern, and you lightly tap on the door. After a few seconds, you see a face familiar in the front window kind of peek out from behind a curtain, and you recognize it as Luna. You hear the door. She just kind of, like, nods her head in acceptance, and the door you hear clicks over and slightly begins to pull a jar. And you can see that she is standing in the door frame and says, Fucking took you guys! What? Very, very sorry for the delay. It's fine, I guess. It's it's not cold. And she pulls the door open <laughs> and beckons you inside. I step in. in. Mm-hmm. So you can see that inside of the tavern right now, the areas in the front where she had previously had the small circular and square tables... You can see that three of the square tables have been pushed together, forming a longer rectangle. You can see that the table is now lined with several plates, platters, filled with delicious meats. Uh, From what you guys can tell as you're approaching it, it looks like this stuff is still steaming and warm. It looks as though it is fresh uh, chickens, fresh uh, beef products, similar to as you would associate with steaks uh, or jerky. You can see that there are bowls of delicious, freshly steamed <laughs> tabaxi. <laughs> what are we associating this with? Remember that so friend you had that one episode? Destructively <laughs> actual meat and not Mush. conjured gray matter. He told yeah. you it's jerky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this looks like delicious, real, home-cooked food. Home-cooked jerky. Capital yeah. <laughs> J. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so your senses are overwhelmed with the delicious herbal aromas of, uh, like rosemary and thyme. Those spicy fragrances hit your nose, and those notes of, like, sweeter cherries, as you can see, that there are even bowls of fresh fruit. Not remotely like the food that you saw previously being served in Growler's Tavern. Uh, There is no one else in here currently other than Luna. You just see this long, rectangular table with several chairs pulled up on each side. Six on each side. Are the chairs, like, pushed into the table, or are they pulled out as if something is sitting in them, as if, like, a ghost? They are all pushed in. Okay, so not ghosts. Great. Good news. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Growls. It's ghosts. I'm just going to take a seat at the table. Sure. Okay. 
Would you like to sit on the left side, the right side, or take one of the two head seats? Definitely not take one of the two head seats. <laughs> Very good. Same. Uh, I'll say, are one, is there, so it's in the center of the room, not backing up, up against the wall or anything? Center of the room. Okay. As though she cleared this space out, and, you know, if it's like a 30 by 30-ish square shaped room, you can see that it is in the center. Like, her bar counter is still in the back. Like, that right. obviously yeah. wouldn't have been moved. Right, but right. that front service area has been redelicated. Right. How many settings are there? In terms of plate settings, yes. each chair has a plate setting in front of it with a small wooden, slightly rimmed uh, plate, and you can see that there are metallic utensils. Uh, I'm going to ask her, um, is there a particular place that we should sit? or, in, or in There's chairs. Of course, I do. In not... the chair. Okay. I, I apologize. S- I sit at one of the head, <laughs> on one of the ends. Hey. Sitting on the left. Okay. I'll sit on the left. I'll okay. sit next to Nesgrim, I guess. Okay. Sit on the right. <laughs> sit on the right? Okay. <laughs> I gotta draw this shit out. It's gonna be a great combat. <laughs> what? <laughs> My back's to the door, by the way. That's the one I chose. What are you doing? <laughs> Even after he sat you oh, in the chance no. of Nah, nah, back's to the door. Don't give a shit. <laughs> We got Gold. it. <laughs> I'll hear the door open. But also well, danger. <laughs> now he's calculating which ghost is going to appear based on the seat you sat in. Excellent. Who gets haunted? So, uh, would you guys be sitting in chair for the three of you that are on the one side? Chair one, two, three, four, five, or six? I would have sat at the side where Felix sat, so that way we're kind of Very at good. least close on that edge. Very good. And then I guess Ratora and then me following okay. down toward the other side. Okay. Did you just sit dead center? Did I? No, you would be Ether in chair one, Ritori in chair two, Nesgrim in chair three. I put you in the middle for safety purposes. Yaldum <laughs> low on the right side. One, okay, two, three, four, so five, or six. Walking in the door, the right hand side is to the right side of the door. Correct. So, which end of that is the furthest seat from the door? Uh, I would say we'll do that as one, just because honestly, I put them at. Or honestly, Paul, do you want your back to the door? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> then, yeah, I'll say that you guys are proximate to the door, so you would be close so to the door. Okay. Felix would be close to the door, and then you want to be seat six <laughs> as far as away. close to the head seat. <laughs> without being in the head seat from the opposite side of the table with these three. We hear a voice ring on, please keep your hands and arms inside the table at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And that's the when... The floor is separate. That's when It's a Small World starts playing. <laughs> oh, no, no, and the ride breaks down. <laughs> it's a cold world, uh, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can see that Luna's just kind of watching as you all... Sit down. The platters in front of you still smell delicious of a, an intensely well-prepared aroma of, as I said before, delicious spices and sweeter notes. Um, and then you hear from the back area of the tavern, behind the bar, a familiar small squeaky voice of, Luna's that them? <laughs> and you just hear Luna just like, her hands visibly like clap against her head like in frustration <laughs> oh my god who else would it be <laughs> and you hear the little footsteps scurry around from the back of the table <laughs> and you see so the real. familiar face of tiny leo holding a plate like a, a service tray of freshly baked biscuits like little delicious dinner rolls with garlic <laughs> butter melted on top are they ready <laughs> you made them <laughs> Then they're ready! (laughs) 
and you watch as Leo just runs over and places them, you know, right right in front of Felix. Cause you, or no, sorry, right in front of Yalum Lo, because you'll be at the head of the table. You can just places the bread, delicious garlicky aroma as it reaches your nose. Little Leo just desperately reaching up to the, the top of his capabilities. Guy. I know. Um, Luna, do we have more friends arriving? You? No. You don't have other friends. No. <laughs> How did it. you know that? <laughs> Damn. So that means that Adrian won't be here? No, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> that guy's weird as shit. For yes. the best. <laughs> so Thanks strange. for sending us there. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> He's got herbs. I, mean, I don't have herbs. Do you have more friends coming? Yeah. Okay, great. There's a lot of chairs. Should we wait for them to get here before we eat? They're literally here. Oh, God. There are chairs. I'm specifically listening for any noises in the back. Well, in the back they? of the bar? Yes. It's the children. <laughs> uh, so, you, as she says that, you just hear her kind of giggle lightly underneath her breath, and you hear uh, the door at the back of the tavern begin to creak open slightly. Yeah, fucking come out! They're literally here! <laughs> so the door opens, and you can see that uh, two female humanoids uh, step out one by one. Uh, the first one who steps out, uh, she. Hmm? Navara. No. <laughs> oh, Navara. I want to bump that table, not, baby. Not the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can see that the first woman, as she steps out, uh, looks about six foot tall, which is pretty... That's pretty fucking tall. Yeah, pretty tall for a female. Uh, you can also see that she's got the beautiful, smaller, pointed elven ears, uh, not as long as Retoris. Uh She has, as she approaches you, because again, this room is well lit from the torches and lanterns on the sides of the walls. You can see that she has beautiful, light, violet eyes, wavy, light brown hair that goes midway down her back. She's wearing a flowy white shirt, a brown corset over it, and her sleeves are pulled up from the shirt up to her elbows as she's approaching you. You can see that her right arm has a different skin tone than the rest of her body. So her body is like a, a light pale. Uh, it is not <laughs> green. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you can see that it just, it looks almost as though, consider like way. basket weaving, where the inner connections, so it looks from elbow down to hand as though there are traces of weaving patterns of three different skin colors, as though something has been woven together, uh, comprising her right arm. Uh, and then she has black pants and black boots, and then the woman that walks out behind her, fairly amount shorter, uh, five foot six. She has pale skin as well, lavender hair that with bangs comes down and covers over her eyes mostly, so you can see kind of like the lower portion of the white of her eyes and the iris of her eyes. She's wearing long brown pants with knee-high black boots, and she also has on her back a long black cloak. As these two gracefully walk out towards all of you. Luna just stops and you guys aren't gonna fucking stand up? I stand up though. Who taught you manners? I awkwardly stand up. <laughs> I, I, I stand up. Mm -hmm. Quickly. Mm -hmm. I'll look around at everyone else and then... I stay seated. You stay seated? Okay. Yalumla. 
Yeah, I'll stand. He'll stand. So everyone stands. And Not everyone. Kind of, everyone, but Felix stands. <laughs> she just kind of glares in your direction. Dude. Stand up. Say hello. <laughs> I'll just wave as I stand up. Yeah, so all of you watch as these two women, you know, the one that was behind the other, takes a few more rapid steps to walk side by side with the other woman. Uh, Luna just pauses briefly and is like, God, I fucking hate introductions. These are my friends. Don't bother them. Don't be dicks. <laughs> Literally only rule. She looking at anyone in particular? <laughs> Don't offer to buff their tables. How you doing, ladies? <laughs> They're gonna say no too. Oh, oh. for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> Your reputation is just going in the fucking trash. I can't wait to see it. God, you're getting negative oh, twenty. She's gonna kill you in your sleep. You should do the thing to him. Question. No. We can try to drag yeah. out of it. Same reason. I don't want to. <laughs> the two women approach the table, and you watch as the first one, uh, the elven woman, lays her hand on the back of the height of the chair at the head of the table, right by Yalumlo. She just kind of pauses and looks out over all of you and takes a slow, light sigh. Oh, it is truly a pleasure to meet each and every one of you. Luna has shared with us a great deal about your work in the city and your willingness to assist her. And I want you to know that I greatly appreciate all of your help. My name is Faye. Is that F-A-Y-F-A-E? F-A-E. Oh, no. It is very nice to meet you as well. My name is Ethir. Pleasure is all mine, Mr. Ethir. Thank you. And I am Nesgrim. You're the table buffer. <laughs> <laughs> He sure is. <laughs> the one and only. Well, um, suffice to say, uh, Luna is a bit uh, different than Naivara in her, her uh, predilections for who she would spend her time. I'm fine. I'm fun. Fun. Oh my God. Fun. Did you really just say I'm fun? Oh my God. I'm fun. I'm fun. I'm fun. I'm fun. You, you, you want to stop this behavior? No. You said it like so shyly. How did how did she feel about that statement? You can see that, like, the slightest oh. smile kind of just touches the edge of her lips as her Good. hand just shakes gently on the, the, the chair. And Luna just looks over at you and is like, I fucking doubt it. <laughs> How would you know, Luna? You'll I saw the way you buff tables. You'll have to figure I work, him. I work hard, I play hard. I don't oh my god! Nice grim. I grew up in the woods. Are we about to involuntary in the, in, I grew in, our up in, the, in the woods. This is the most people I've seen in one space in a very long time. And yes. I, I can tell you're doing poorly. I think I'm doing fine. 
I'm just gonna give him a thumbs you, up. You would think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Felix agrees. Don't trust him. Am I not he trust Felix. <laughs> he is pretty green, but green is trustworthy. You watch as Faye continues to laugh and pulls the chair back lightly and then beckons towards the woman behind her who slides over and daintily has a seat in the head chair. And then Faye walks over to the opposite side of the table from Yalumlo at the end of where you guys are sitting and pulls the chair out for herself and has a seat. Well, um, I suppose flirtations aside it's good to meet you all you as well and what is your name or is this still it's fake? still fake i it thought was that was never mind he was too busy thinking about his buff in the table line and he just didn't catch the name that honestly would be that would be just so nazgur yep. she sits down it's like well yeah it's very nice to meet you uh and you are <laughs> god what a fucking name <laughs> you really will have to forgive Nesgrim. He's she's already explained yes. a fair amount about him, That's more than anyone else in your party. For the best, <laughs> he's not disappointed. <laughs> I like to be memorable. You are indeed memorable, Mister Nesgrim. <laughs> huh? Does she say <laughs> Mister Nesgrim? She does. <laughs> does he is does Nesgrim look panicked? <laughs> Wait, she's an she's an elf. What? I have concerns. Do I insight? I'm insight. I'm Does she look her. familiar at all? Look familiar to you? No. Like facial? Do her facial features look familiar? Uh, no. I would say, as an elf, though, you would <laughs> recognize a little bit of familiar facial features mm-hmm. to a high elf as opposed to a wood or a ladrin. I think, um, I should clarify, what am I, is she related to Adrian? Uh, no, you do you not see you any facial okay. features reminiscent of okay. Adrian. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. No, Adrian. 20, 21. <laughs> 21. What are you attempting to insight, genuinely? Because I'm unsure as to what you are I, looking for. I'm just, like, any facial feature when she says Mr. Nesgrim? Like, is she looking at him for a reaction is kind of what I'm getting at? Like, is she just saying it casually and then turning away and, like, continuing to... I will tell you that she called you Mr. Ethier, and it is, to her, Fair. you can okay. see that it is more sure. a sense of respect. Okay, As sure. though this woman is... Uh, again, you've been introduced into a setting where Luna, Luna demanded proper yeah, manners. Formal. Okay, These sure. people approached you with a sense of formality and are calling each of you Got Mister it. so far. Okay, so it's cool. formality. Yep. Correct. Got it. Got it. Okay. Want to make sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah no. There's absolutely. No, there's I mean, no snarkiness. No. In that. There's yeah, not like okay. a sense of snarkiness. This is like a cool. respectful individual who looks as though she's been, you know, either well educated or raised properly. Got it. What were you saying, Lauren? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just going to introduce myself. Okay. <laughs> oh. A uh, pleasure to meet you, Mr. Yalumlo. And, uh... The... Hello. Sir. Felix. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Felix, and... Uh, Ritora. Charming to meet you, Miss Ritora. <laughs> or is it, uh, are you a Mrs.? 
Miss. Miss Ritora. Right. I, do I even know what that means? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you have parents. Like, like I, mean, I, <laughs> I would say that they were theoretically ceremonial bound. Yeah. Maybe not as we would associate it, like just, marital rights. I'm not rights. sure if the... Um, Connotation like and... Like the titles would really... Sure. I mean, that's entirely it's, up to you as to whether or not you believe, like, it's your character. Yeah, there have been people who came through, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. a lot of the travelers for you as well who visited your parents' home, I assume, would have been families caravanning mm -hmm. through. So you would be familiar with the purpose of those monikers. Yeah. Um, well, Luna invited you all here for a reason, and we would be happy to discuss and hear your questions out fairly, and then we will make our proposals. Okay. Um, but please, Leo has graced us with all of this bountiful food, and uh, my darling Grace here has done her best to assist and ensure that the flavors are matching. Um, is this food prepared or conjured? Oh, um, Leo has a, a special blessed form of conjuration. So it is better food than the standard conjured food at other... Indeed. Good. Leo's uh, studious work has gifted him with a, a very proper conjuration. You can see he just kind of like blushes very faintly and like his hands kind of cover the bottom of his lip. Oh man, <laughs> I really like it when they say I did a good job. <laughs> I'm going to just start grabbing some pieces of meat. <laughs> uh, ripping this up. Yeah, Couldn't so, wait I to mean... get your hands on some meat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Buffing table is eating meat. <laughs> what guy? <laughs> Giving this meat the grip. Yep. Oh. Oh. Nez grip. Oh, 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 no. Oh. Why did He's you make that cannon? Grip. Just Nez grabbing some meat. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I need some Nez grub. <laughs> that is also very oh, good. God man. damn it. Also cannon. Also it's cannon. cannon now. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can see that there is a wide variety of delicious looking food. As I said, steamed, beautifully prepared vegetables of uh, varieties. Uh, I would say carrots, corn, uh, eggplant, zucchini. You can see that as well there is what looks like a finely roasted turkey, uh, some roasted chicken, uh, as well as, like I said, what looks like a long flank steak. Yeah. All of these things, and as I said before as well, some like beautiful red and uh, green looking berries. This food hot off the conjuration press. I mean, yeah, it's still slightly steaming because I mean, what Grace does is effectively takes the conjured food, seasons it, and then oh, attempts sure. to heat it to make it aromatically more pleasing. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a bite out of the chicken leg that I just grabbed. Yep. It's... Delicious, Leo. It this has, is great. It has the same texture as the food that you've been introduced to okay. in like Elisa's and in the orphanage, but as far as aromatically sensory pleasing, because sense is so or taste is so associated with, with smell, smell, it tastes delicious. Leo, this is great. Oh man, 
thank you. I'm uh, take some to go as well, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, it might disappear. Oh. It doesn't last, like, forever. How long should I... How long will it last? It's usually like a day. I'm still... Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if there's extras if you guys, you know, pack up pack up some to-go stuff. That'd be cool. I'll bring some for... Yeah, I'm gonna slice off a piece of the steak and Mm -hmm. take some of the berries and Mm -hmm. any vegetables or whatever else is out there. Mm -hmm. Make a plate. I'm not gonna eat anything yet. Okay. Yeah, are you watching as everyone else begins to eat? Yes, and where did you say that they sat? Is Faye next to me and Grace across? Uh, so... Grace is the one that is at the opposite head of the table by Yalumlo. And then Faye is sitting next to Grace. So next she would be opposite Yalumlo. Okay. So they are on the opposite ends of the table. Okay. And then Luna comes over and takes a seat next to Faye once everyone begins taking food. So Nesgrim takes first. Does Leo sit down? Leo would sit down as well. Leo would actually sit... Um, no, Leo would run over and sit by Luna. So because that is seven people, I will say that Leo effectively sits on Luna's lap. <laughs> Just kind of like looking around, just greedily grabbing things in front. I did a really good job today! And Luna just kind of like pats him on the head a little bit. Yeah, you did, buddy. <laughs> so, um, why did you call us here? And Faye just kind of looks over in Luna's direction, and Luna is like in the midst of devouring chicken, and she's just like, oh. <laughs> You just hear, like, a gruff little noise come out of Luna as though she is very interested in seeing how you guys react to her companions. Uh, Faye just kind of places gently her fork and knife down on the plate and rubs her fingers with her napkin and places it back on her lap. Um, Well, Luna has told me a fair amount about your discoveries inside of the city and your interactions with our good friend Mr. Corin and about his um, unfortunate departure upon his realization that his lost daughter was indeed alive. She told me as well that you all have wondered greatly about the applications and uses of what you have called Widow's Whale. The substance that Mr. Corin and we have worked with to attempt to discern its medicinal properties after various preparations and appropriations for what kinds there are. Luna is informed uh, as to what Corin and I have discovered, but it is more Grace and I who have assisted him in the various preparations, and she believed that you had additional questions, and as a thank you for your assistance of a man who I hold in high regard, it felt appropriate of me to meet you. Well, um, Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, as far as Widow's Whale and its application to make the uh, ailment... Yes. Um, with I know corn would collect the herbs for you, correct? Correct. 
Uh, did he ever make a mention to you as to where he collected them? Corin collected them primarily from the mausoleum. Okay. Um, did he mention why specifically there? Well, from our estimations, as we have experimented with this plant, with this herb, um, its powers are contingent upon not only its location, but on the individuals from which it blooms. The mausoleum in Slums North, well, you can imagine the type of people that are hanged there. Uh, certain individuals who might have peculiar powers that are then imbued into the growth of Widow's Whale. Now, I'm sorry, did they have to die for their power to be infused into the Widow's Whale? We have attempted to, uh, well, Mr. Corrin doesn't bleed as most others do. Right. Um, I have attempted with, and you can see that she kind of exposes her hand, and you can see that there is a long scar in her palm. Or sorry, it would be her left hand. There is a long, horizontal scar in her palm. I have attempted in small administrations of my own blood to attempt to imbue uh, a secluded growth with my powers. Mm -hmm. However, it was unsuccessful. And I'm still puzzled as to why. To the best of your knowledge, has it ever bloomed from just blood, or does it require flesh? I'm not sure if it's flesh either, Mr. Nesgrim. Um, I fear that it is a greater essence that an individual possesses that begins to leave their body upon death. That did seem to be what Koran believed as well. Indeed. That would explain why the vines attempted to take you, Nesgrim, when you died in the basement. Perhaps it was pulling at your soul. Perhaps, but it was also pulling at Ratora as well. She was responsible for bringing you back she took a life away from them and she clearly has more of a past with the vines than any of us so So it could be any number of things it's a very transactional vine this possible or perhaps they they are smell it on us or they are sentient in some way controlled by something at their origin perhaps um, mm. I would have gathered food onto my plate but I've not started eating yet okay very good I've just been picking it like mm-hmm. various yeah you can see that Luna uh, Leo and Grace are Luna and Leo a little more recklessly <laughs> eating but Grace is as well distinctly carefully formally eating quietly I'm gonna try and mimic Grace Grace okay make a performance check <laughs> 
Grace, would you consider the grounds the mausoleum are on to be hollowed ground? Um, 17. Yeah, you do a pretty good job. Definitely improve your table manners. I don't know whether or not it is hollow. Uh, Corin, with his abilities, did not sense anything akin to that. Um, is the site of so much death. Indeed. But why would the herbs that grow from death help? Unless... Death brings life, life brings death. It is a cycle. Unless the vines, after growing from someone who died from the rot, are able to then heal the rot. Seems like it might be some sort of transference of life. Perhaps. Well, I can tell you a bit more about Mr. Corin's dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, I was told that you rested. I did, yes. Indeed. Um, Blessings given to Mr. Corin. Um, You could say a a divine oath made by the man. For redemption. And a power uh, gifted to an individual of that notion similar to you sir judging from your appearance and your attire yes I I have also sworn an oath indeed and uh, your ability to heal the injured comes from that oath yes correct Mr. Corin had a similar one as his oath was made again in redemption. Right. Hmm. What, what is... Hmm? Is he a paladin? Correct. Whoa. Yeah, oath of redemption. Whoa. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So cool. One of his abilities that I believe you share, sir, was imbued into the dirt, into the plants that grow in that uh, small plot. Do you... He was able to make the widow's will grow on command. Um, Correct. How was he able to do that? That is something that uh, I instructed him on. Is that something you could teach me? If he had the power to create widow's will that could cure, I may be able to as well. Oh, um, I would think your lovely friend there is possibly a bit more... Equipped naturally to utilize her magical energies to I, grow. I was able to make it grow, but it would yes, you die were. almost immediately. You were not feeding it. Nothing is free. There must be an equal exchange in order for things to... Indeed, a transaction happen. of sorts. Um, Adrian. <laughs> now, how... He's, he's a knowledgeable no, man. Yeah, I know. Like... <laughs> I know. Like, he says the things like weird as shit, but like, he's a knowledgeable man. Mm -hmm. Gotta learn about transactions, (laughs) Ethan. Microtransactions. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Cryptocurrency. I think I'm gonna make my money. Pay to play. Mm -hmm. Is this a pay to win? Because, uh... Give me your soul. (laughs) Now, how if... How would I imbue the Widow's Will with healing? With the same features that Corin did if I was not also making it grow. 
I'm not sure, honestly. Mr. Corin did that himself. Right. I don't even know if he is genuinely aware of how he did it. Um, I'm not sure as to whether or not it is associated with the lingering fragments of his soul that still existed inside of the husk of his creature. It might be his lack of connection to either of the two planes. He is neither of this world nor is he of the other. What other world do you speak of, Mr. Ethier? Whatever lies across the river. He walks this earth but does not live, yet he is not dead either. Perhaps his connection to the space between life and death gave him the ability to manipulate these vines in some way. Perhaps. Again, Corrin's ability is quite special and not something that uh, Grace, Luna, or I have been able to replicate. Well, I do have the ability to heal. Um, Perhaps when we're done here, if you'd be willing to come with us to Corrin's room, maybe we could try to see if we're able to replicate his creation as well. You have also died more than once. I have died. That is true. You've I died? Yes. I don't know if I can go back there. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I assume these people can be trusted considering Corrin was dead. And they knew Corrin, so I should be fine. Should be. Maybe. <clears throat> I, I did, yes. Uh, Corrin was actually the one who revived me. Oh. How fortunate that you are still with us, Mr. Nesgrim. I am sure that returning someone to life comes at a cost. It did, yes, and I'm looking to repay that to Corin and Ratora. Oh, you uh, assisted him in the Resurrection? Only in the sense that I made the decision to bring him back. How uh, considerate of you. The widow's will doesn't seem to agree. No, I would imagine a, a fresh soul plucked back from its roots would have upset it greatly. It, it wanted a soul didn't seem to care which one so interesting I don't think uh... our opportunities to study it have only been um, I suppose you could say post-mortem we have not been in the room with individuals as they've as they've died to discern what happens well uh, given that I was the one dying clearly I'm not too familiar with what happened but I'm sure one of my friends here saw something after I fell and before I was revived. You probably would have been consumed by the vines as they did with the other individuals individuals and the blood that we left that dripped down from the coffin. Right, yes, I do remember it lapping at the blood, but how did it respond to flesh? Because I don't... I don't know if you were gone long enough. 
Because I don't think I was I was up when the monks got killed. Well, we they were thrown. What happened? No, they were they were dead already. Because mm-hmm. we had to bring you back. You were yeah. Yeah. You were dead, dead. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Corin has, as we have discussed, uh, informed us that when the vines uh, do indeed submerge a corpse in its wake. Uh, eventually the bones are supplanted back to the surface, robbed of flesh and organ. Side question. You said that the widow's whale grows out of the vines, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Widow's whale is the, like, again, I call it cotton. It effectively looks, honestly, similar to, like, cotton candy. That, like, sweet... It looks very innocent. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like again, it gives off the the similar sweet, uh, delicious aroma of ambrosia. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's a very succulent Pleasant. plant. Can't just eat a little bit. Gotta, gotta eat it all. <laughs> Perhaps. Don't tell Nice Grim that. If the, <laughs> if the only way to bring forth the widow's whale is a body or a soul. The city is not necessarily known for its heroes. No, it is not. Perhaps there are those that could be haunted, eliminated from the vast pool of those that terrorize the good people of the city. What? I... Are, are you suggesting... Uh, that is what Corrin was doing? Was we know this. Not everyone deserves a life, Nesgrim. Fair, I suppose. There are some... There are those that would harm others children in the alive. orphanage. Yes. Crime does not pay. Um, if you are, do perhaps... things that are wrong, perhaps you do not deserve to live. Perhaps our confusion comes from the fact that we've only been here a few days. We are in no position to judge right and wrong in this city. It is not a city of long life for those that either are not prepared to handle it or do things that they should not. Would you say that you have seen no wrong in the very few days that you have been here? I've seen much wrong um i just i wonder if the defense of they were a criminal is enough to stop the charge of murder probably not probably not considering who some of them were right but perhaps that is an even better reason for us to to be clear you are suggesting that we do this. There is corruption in your body. You You would root it out? Yes. Are we vigilantes? What does that word mean? I don't know what that word is. (laughs) Alright, fair. Who were we to... Batman. (laughs) Who were we to deliver justice? As far as I am concerned, if it is on the board, then it is open season. 
So if we see someone commit a crime, we are allowed to kill them? Certainly not, but if we are attacked, we can defend ourselves. Uh, as we're having this conversation, I'm going to look at Faye and Grace. Mm-hmm. See if they look shocked, horrified, indifferent. Grace looks uh, quite, I would say, stoic. Uh, Faye is attentively listening to your conversation. Has Grace said anything this no. whole time? Grace has not spoken. Not real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, not suggesting that we kill everyone that commits crime. I'm simply suggesting that there are those that perhaps the city would be better without. We could find them. And if the opportunity arose, if their life could bring healing to those that deserve it, it seems a fair transaction to me. What do you (sighs) say, Ethier? How would you decide who deserves to live and who doesn't? Sounds like we don't make that decision, the people of the city do. Right. If a name we is on the board. Also simply offer our assistance to the guards in disposing of the bodies that are hung. That's true. Is that a job people do. I imagine someone has to do someone it. Someone has to do it. Ether and uh Yalunlo, you as residents of the city would be aware that that is one of the jobs of the laborer people who are put to work. The laborer people who perhaps are employed by (laughs) Arthur? Arthur? No. Or laborers, meaning those effectively indentured servants who are criminals who are not um, punished. Yeah, minor criminals, not individuals. Yes, you've seen people shoveling and you saw the other ones doing this effectively on the first of Elsith, carrying the bodies of those over to the mass graves at the site of justice in Slums North. Right, right. It seems to me that oftentimes those that are hung are those that do not deserve it. That is... Perhaps as often as it is those that do. Corrin was that hung. That is correct. However, hung. there is no way to save those people once they are gone. If they can be used to go do good, at least we can honor their memory one way or the other. And if they do not deserve to live, then perhaps they can be used to heal and do good. Either way, the outcome is positive. You mean to check their soul before feeding the vines? I would say either way. They could be fed to the vines. If they cannot be saved, they will either rot underground in the mausoleum somewhere or perhaps they will be buried in a mass grave at least this way they would be used for something I could either carry them across the river or dispose of them so Um, to be clear we are just pardon me what do you mean across the river I have a sort of ritual that I am capable of doing in which I am able to see Things about a person that may have led them down the path that caused their death. And I am able to communicate them beyond the grave and either escort them across the 
river to whatever lies beyond or allow them to never cross if they do not deserve it. Interesting, sir. Um, and from where did you learn this skill or um, magic? I was taught by uh, someone in my hometown, the uh, chief herbalist, the person that handled all of the uh, ceremonial burials. A shaman of sorts, you might say. Interesting. Corrin also mentioned when he died the first time that he heard the sound of a river in the distance. How strange. Ethir, um, do we have reason to believe that whatever it is the vines do with the bodies would not prevent you from being able to ferry them across? That is easy enough to check. There is a box of skulls in the basement. Perhaps we should check that before we <coughs> feed just anyone to the vines. Of course. It is a good idea. I would only intend to help the city, not contribute more to the evils that are done here. I agree. I intend the same. Mr. Ethier. Ah, uh, yes. Um, you say you learned this from a shaman in your hometown? Yes. And you have been doing this most of your life? Yes, for a great many years. And you do that here in the city as well? Mostly outside of the city, but I have done it a few times in the city as well, yes. I search for those lost souls that have no one else. And you utilize what for this? I pull out my weird mm -hmm. circular vial of mm -hmm. herbs and bone fragments and dried blood. Mm -hmm. I use a mixture of a great many things uh, put into a... Could I see your herbs, sir? Of course. Okay. Hand it over. You hand her the vial that you have several different herbs inside. She <laughs> opens it and holds it in front of her nose and kind of wafts it around. Do you know what these herbs are, Mr. Ethier? Uh, these would have just been ones that I, like collected uh-huh i collected them outside of the city it has always worked with whatever i have been able to get uh, do these look familiar as she's for you yeah make a nature check uh oh, what about me make a nature or make a history check for you because <laughs> for you it would have been a studious thing as though you would have seen these uh effectively drawn in That's a book a dirty 20 dirty 20 yeah Very good. Uberbos drugs. <laughs> Eleven herbs and spices. Seven. Okay. Uh, so in terms of what you would, Felix, recall, nothing in particular stands out to you in terms of their uses. Uh, 
I will say that you might know a name of the four that are involved in this. Okay. Um, but Ratora, yes, you know that one of them is uh, a small ground up leaf akin to what we have here called ash leaf ash leaf is that a s h e or a s h just a s h another of the floral petals you recognize as being called bowen's leaf b o w e n apostrophus correct Leaf. Who is Bowen? Why does he get his own leaf? <laughs> Very important dude. That's a good damn question. Uh, another one is... Hold on, let me hop to my herb page. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking DMing, dude. <laughs> there are also spices as well. Right. That's a separate page. <laughs> There's 11 pages. Yes. Uh, one of them is a small kind of like um, sp- spindly white plant that is called Malo. <laughs> uh oh, indeed, Mr. Ethier. Is that M A L L O? And then a W, w at the w end, yes. Malo. Also. Spelled differently, it's fine. Probably. This is not like the real Mar- life. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it? Similar. It's just marshmallow fluff. <laughs> <laughs> delicious fluff. I mean, it comes Fucking <laughs> delicious. Marshmallow is an actual plant. Ether's mm-hmm. not on the keto diet. No. <laughs> it's good for curing coughs. Correct. Yeah, I had a tea that had marshmallow root in it. It was really and good. The last thing that you notice inside are the dried bluish petals called teardrop flowers. Teardrop. Ooh. Which one would I recognize? You would recognize teardrop powers. Powers? Flowers, sorry. <laughs> Teardrop. Flower power. Alright, so the ash leaf is like an ivy looking thing. Correct. The Bowens. Let me go back to the description. Sorry. No, you're fine. I'm just trying to get the names down. It honestly looks a little bit more like a, a, a weed. So a weed. think of like a dandelion, I would say. Because it, it did Just get... kind of one of those like. Correct. That's not how you spell dandelion. That's not even close. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would permit you as well, Felix, to make a history check based on the use of teardrop flowers. And Sarah, I would permit you an additional history check in terms of their use as well. 21. 21. <laughs> you are aware that teardrop flowers are utilized as a spell component. Oh. Mm-hmm. In the performance of either casting magic or rituals. Uh-oh. History, you said? Yes, sir. Seven. Seven. Um, I've committed an arcane crime. I'm going to prison. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm taking you there. <laughs> you would know that Malo mm-hmm. is utilized to brew protective teas. So they are usually steeped in a liquid. So what you're saying is to eat all of his herbs. Just make a tea out of it, take a drink. No problem. Maybe. Probably wouldn't recommend that. I'll do Listen, so that's, that's the coming herbs. from the person who drank dirt. What else that's why I'm saying the vial, though. What else? So there is one other ingredient that even with you, Sarah, you do not recognize. 
own mystery. Yep, hold is on. Is it No, it is a small white puffy flower with bluish leaves. Ooh. Um, this one, Don, I will say you specifically have only found since your time in Oshwamp. Okay. That's not good. <laughs> Probably not. Outside, though. Not yeah, like yeah. in the city. This would have been your expeditions into the Fellwood. You would have seen this as well. I would okay. also honestly say that you could make a history check in terms of you know Adrian. You have interacted with him in terms of sure. herbs. I could not tell if you were looking at me or him. Sorry, Lawrence. <laughs> Probably not. It's a six. Six. Um, yeah, I mean, this would be something that you would have seen during your journeys for logging out in the Fellwood. There might be some other loggers that might know a little bit more about this, so mm. that would be the direction that I would give to you in terms of maybe finding something out, or there are individuals here for you as well. So, as she is holding this and pulls each of these out individually from the vial, placing them mm-hmm. on a small area, like she unfurls an additional napkin and places each one of them out. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, Bowen's leaf, a bit of a weed more than a flower, it is found in mountainous regions, most commonly along the eastern edges of the Fellwood. It's used as a bit of a sedative. Okay. Yes. Uh, again, not so much uh, steeped, but more a, a salve made from it. I'm just straight tripping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just drumming. How many hours I spent meticulously doing each fucking, like, ritualistic uses for between you and Adrian? Yeah, this shit's, like, pages and pages uh, of fucking work. Just imagining Ether like, out in the Fellwood, like he's playing Stardew Valley and just picking her up. <laughs> like, I don't know what that does, but I'm taking it. Correct. <laughs> Meet this real quick and find out. Gotta go find more bones. Uh, Ash leaves... Uh, She points to the small uh, leaf, which is a snowflake-looking white petal. So, yeah, it has the same, like, you know, six points, approximately five to six points of a snowflake. Um, These fall from the ash trees in the Fellwood. Um, Even I am unsure as to the use and function of an ash leaf. I don't imagine I'd be familiar with any of them. No, you yeah. did not have ash trees in the, yeah. in the ogre pool. Um, and then Malo is utilized to create protective teas that help ward against evil interference or influence. I wonder if maybe including the Malo in the ale would help as well. It is one of the things that we incorporate into oh. the ale. Yes, the ale is a concoction of several different things. And I understand corn would gather them for you, correct? Well, corn would gather the widow's whale. Okay. And then uh, we usually, when individuals go out into the Fellwood for various expeditions or adventures, we purchase the herbs that we require from them directly, as opposed to dealing with 
that Adrian fellow. <laughs> we are a bit um, at odds with him. Understandable. Why is, why is that? What do you mean, why is that? I am not the biggest fan of him, and I do not like imagine I, think it's I am pretty his clear. biggest it's fan the same at this point. We don't like him too, it's so. probably the same reason. Well, um, He's a weird dude. Yes, I suppose you could say he is strange. Adrian's got a bit of a reputation in this city. That doesn't surprise me. No. What type of reputation does he have? Um, some would call him a a zealot. I would call him a zealot. Indeed. A deviant of sorts, perhaps, as well. Indeed. Um, would I know what a zealot is? No. So in my mind, her. I'm thinking of a kind of onion. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, shallots. <laughs> He's a shallot? <laughs> He's got layers? He's an ogre! Shrek! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but as she says zealot, just probably a look of like a confusion. Yeah, like, so crosses. I mean, I'll see if she recognizes yeah. that. Nope. <laughs> so I'm just Sorry. seeing their like, little thought bubble like, onion? Yeah. Uh, um, indeed, his... Now, when you say zealot, you you uh, mean heretic? Say, well, um, heretic. <laughs> less a a heretic, and a bit more, I would say, a fanatic. Fanatic. <laughs> a defiled. I know. Do you say? I feel I like you said it. Totally yeah, said I feel like you just said of the did. defiled. Yeah, I already did. Yep. Was that a, a bad call? I mean... That's a yes. Into your head I go, crazy. Too late. Shh. We got zealot, we got... <laughs> I do it anyway. <laughs> get kicked out. Um, Fanatic. Zealot. Sir. Yes? Uh, the defiled? What makes you use that title? Something I've heard in passing, my time in Urshwamp. In passing? From whom? No one in particular. <laughs> Make a fucking deception check. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get food now. Okay. That's a nine. Oh my god, no, you do not beat her passive insight. <laughs> get your shovel. Nesgrim. Mr. Nesgrim. We are among friends, I believe. Fair enough. I would appreciate a bit more plainness. Fair. Um, before I knew of Adrian's reputation, and <coughs> Luna had sent us there to inquire about the widow's will a little bit further, uh, he invited me for a vision, and I heard him use the phrase defiled. You just see <coughs> they kind of like dart a look over to Luna, and Luna's got like, you know, a big chicken leg in her mouth, and she's just. He tried to flirt with me. <laughs> you sent him to Adrian because he tried to flirt with you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll discuss this later. <laughs> the defiled, sir. Yes, I, I heard Adrian say that he referred to them as uh, fanatics. And he is one of them? i That's what I was asking, yes. That's what I figured. Uh, yes, Mr. Adrian's reputation was sullied because of his obsessions with the defiled. 
as to what that is, I am uncertain, but his previous social status. What was his previous social status? Adrian was a wealthy herbalist in the Aetorost. Interesting. However, his performances and uh, I suppose you could say demeanor for how he treated the nobles um, drew some unwanted attention and not he unlike, was removed. Not unlike how he treats those here, I assume. Quite. It's off-putting. It is. Um, you could say that his private services became his sole focus. Correct. Okay. And that certain people in the Aetorast found it distasteful, and instead of halting his actions, uh, Adrian began to seek out others like him. And Mr. Ethier? We may have similar abilities, but we are very different people. He and I, we do not see eye to eye at all. You do not have a predilection for the defiled? No. What I do, I do to help people that are lost and have no one else. What he does, he does for profit. some profit or sexual thing. It is not I something that I... believe you're right in saying profit, but in a different meaning. In what sense do you mean? Mr. Adrian believes himself to be a herald of sorts. That makes sense. <clears throat> a herald of what? The defiled. Um, do you happen to know why he believes that? Make a persuasion check. <laughs> Come on, dice. Don't let me down now. <laughs> I want this one to matter. Okay. <laughs> I'm proficient in that. Hell yeah, it's a 15. 15. Um. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick now. <laughs> Sorry, what did you ask, Mr. Nesgrim? Do you happen to know why he... Can, or he, what does he consider himself a herald for? My education has benefited me greatly in the exposure to lost knowledges okay. of this world, you could say, as though certain facets of historical texts and other shared traditions that may have been lost, um, my family was able to make deals with individuals that granted me a prolific education. I fear that in my friendship years ago with Mr. Adrian, that I might have been a bit too loosely lipped about things that I read and became a passion for him as opposed to knowledge 
for me. I understand. The defiled. I do not know what it is. I know only that it is a creature believed to once plague areas of these lands. Do you know what areas it was plaguing? Was there specific areas or was it widespread? Rumors and fragments of information seem to place it near here and its power was a stain not just on the earth near here but on individuals that once occupied this location there is an idea that Ostador's reclamation was not simply a crusade against orcs, but against corrupted earth itself, attempting to purify what were made into unholy grounds, reconsecrating them with his blessed will. Hence the creations that exist near us. My friends, this is not Oshwamp. Oshwamp is long buried. Oh, where are we then? We call this Oshwamp. But the true Oshwamp that Ostador reclaimed is not this one. True. Beneath this one. Indeed. Was that the name of the city when it belonged to the orcs? Indeed. That would explain there is a chapel under the chapel in the orphanage containing you pictures seen unfortunately yes uh, not something I would like to revisit I would imagine not but Mr. Ethier there were orc skulls that were in there how did you reach this chapel uh, there was a statue in which we placed a torch the in its hands statue of Ostador Yes, when a torch was placed in, it ha- in its hands, it opened up like some sort of doorway. Can I watch her? F- I want to insight check, I guess, watch her face sure. as he's Absolutely. telling Absolutely, go right out. We were led there by Sister Madeline when she was in some sort of. Eight. Okay. Trance. I mean, she just. Uh, this would be something you would all pick up on in terms of like mm-hmm. an eight. She just looks. As though she is still intently listening and trying to keep her composure. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, what did you say? Uh, I just said we were led there by Sister Madeline when she was in some sort of trance. This was while she was consuming 
the dirt that was in some tea, so it is possible that the dirt was leading her there. Now, the statue of Osador in the chapel of the orphanage, you said it opened? Yes, it, it split when the torch was placed in its hands. And you descended into the earth below? We did down a stairway. And you said there were the skeletons of orcs inside of a chapel? Yes, containing a statue of a woman on a horse with some writing that may have come alive and chased us up the stairs. Pardon me? Perhaps a little more slowly. This is uh, a lot to process, Mr. Ether. I understand. A statue of a woman? Uh, Yes. Okay. Who I think we assumed was... uh, uh, Sabrina, correct? I'm just going to start eating. Okay. Sister Sabrina? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, sister I Sabrina. I apologize yes. for the onslaught of information, but I wish to be forthright with you about what we have seen. You seem to have some knowledge or interest in this area. I do not wish to contain information from you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, And you watch as she pulls her left hand and brings it to her forehead and wipes at her forehead. And you watch as this small, shimmering light fades from her forehead. And you see the tattoo of an O. You have seen Sabrina? Or simply her statue? Simply her statue, but it it did chase us up the stairs. So, for what that's worth. Can you refresh me again on what we believe that the O means? The O was the sign of an individual from the orphanage. Who was cast out of her. Who was cast out. (laughs) And did we ever establish what they would have to do, like what satisfied being cast out? You did not. Right, okay. You asked, and they just effectively told you that children did something that they disapproved of. Right, right. I think, was it suggested that, like, being peculiar or form, like, doing magic? I, that's, I might there be was a that suggestion that individuals who did something were sought out by Corin to get them out. But not necessarily as outcasts. No, the, the only individual that was known was a boy who had misbehaved. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any detail in terms of how the child misbehaved. That was told you by Freya. The only other person we've seen so far is the one guard. There is a guard, yes. My time in the orphanage was brief, but under the directory of Sabrina. Many years ago. Truly a kind, loving woman welcomed me after I lost my home. It troubles me that a statue of her would exist in 
the old city. Is Sabrina that you know? How well did you know her? I... I lived in the orphanage for only a few years as a teenager. I spent most of my time um, caring for the younger ones, and Sabrina appreciated it and treated me, um, I suppose you could say, with a bit more affection than the others because of it. Um, and what do you know of Corin's involvement with the orphanage after his incident? After the incident? Well, because of the reception of children who might be a bit more peculiar or, and you watch as she just extends her palm again, her right hand this time, and you watch just as this small sense of like, again, prediction of the weather appears in her palm. Uh, yeah, you do the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, individuals who are so gifted are sometimes welcome at first until an external interest arises in them and sometimes deals are made sometimes deals are not made and what do you know of Corin's work beyond gathering these herbs? Corin um, requested that we assist him in finding individuals who were willing to, in exchange for coin, stage break-ins into the orphanage to find children that looked as though they may have been either mistreated or shunned, who might have displayed talents akin to this. Is that all that they were looking for? Corin as well had a suspicion that there were individuals inside of the orphanage that might have been making arrangements with more wicked creatures. I believe that we came across at least one such individual. Did you? And it was this experience that led us beneath the chapel. What did you find in that chapel, sir? I do not fully understand it currently. Ethier told you much of what we found, but it seems that perhaps there is something more sinister behind at least the sisters in the orphanage. Not all of them, but those that have gone beyond their service there. Uh, yes, I fear the temptation sometimes of a life beyond service may... Oh. And I'm gonna pull out the... Locket? Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna kind of mm -hmm. pull my hood to the side and show the two puncture marks in my neck. Okay. 
Go ahead, Sarah. What are you saying as these things are it's, happening? Um, just in relation to Nesgrim, mm-hmm. uh, you seem to know that uh, he was healed from from the earth downstairs. Indeed. This is what he was healed from. You pull your... Shut the two. Okay, so you pull the locket out and you pull your... You pull your chain aside and show the two bite marks. Well, um, I'm glad to see you are still as you are and did not become... Thrall? Well... I would not say thrall to the defiled. I would say more um, an individual like Corin. Um, the creature that bit you, I have studied previously. Mm-hmm. Um, you may call it a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yes, as Corin himself is a creature undead creature that had once died and been restored to life by some unholy magic. And I was attacked by that creature in the chapel as well. In the... In that creature? What creature? The vampire. There was a vampire in the chapel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the... Not the... Not the not not surface one. The subsurface. Oh. The one underneath below the, the below orphanage. the orphanage yes. in the old city. Yes, yes. in not, the old city. Not the not with the children, probably. And there was a vampire in it. <laughs> it's dead now. It's dead. A dead vamp. And <laughs> she just great. kind of like looks over at Luna, and Luna's like, not remotely eating the chicken. <laughs> She's just kind of like mouthing it, and it's like, I didn't fucking know. <laughs> hey, I didn't have to say it. I was. I thought about it. I did. And you say you killed this vampire that is accurate mm-hmm. it killed me no it didn't <laughs> it's almost it really tried it really really she very much tried so there I was felt... a statue of sister sabrina in the old city's yes. chapel yes seemingly and a vampire unrelated to the vampire seemingly not completely unrelated, unrelated but not the, they were not, not dealt with simultaneously the vampire was wearing to... sister's robes right I am not willing to claim that the statue was, in fact, of Sister Sabrina. We have never met her. There was evidence that led us to believe that that might be the case, but... There was a likeness. I cannot verify that. What evidence would that be, sir? There was some text beneath the statue that I do not wish... Yes, he mentioned that it um, was at the base of the statue. Indeed. What was this text? A very dangerous verse. Verse? Yes. I do not wish to discuss it at this time. I fear we do not understand it fully ourselves. I have reason to believe that it is linked to these... Vampires, as you call them? Indeed. The vampire that we were attacked by appeared to be Sister Amber. 
not familiar with Amber? It's just a name that was confirmed by Corin and one of the current sisters of the orphanage. Amber. When I attempted Hmm. to view what had happened to her, what led her to this, she appeared to be almost trapped. She was aware of my presence, and she was not in the river as normally happens. She was in a blank space and there was the sound of a river but she attempted to hand me something that I could not see and when I attempted to take it I could feel something down to my bones that was not good was evil in some way all right. Now, I know there's a uh, a certain child at the orphanage now. Um, that's a bit different from the rest. Her name is Nina. Different. I'm just going to throw her under the bus. Different uh, how? A, a little... Uh, Murdery, perhaps? Murdery? I was gonna say Basamari, but yes, that as well. Basamari? <laughs> uh, she's not a human. She's not a human? Is she a monster? Uh, not a monster, no. Um, How do you know this? <laughs> you threw yourself under the bus. <laughs> Mr. Neskrin. <laughs> you make a choice now. I smile. Mm-hmm. Because I am one as well. <laughs> oh, there's your choice. I mean, Corn was a vampire, you know? And he's so fucking green. And he's green <laughs> so and they're not killing him. I should true. be fine. A boss And... Asamar's that more rings a bell. What I've been yes. <laughs> How wonderful to have you in our presence, Mr. Asamar. Do I know what that means? Is is she being truthful or sarcastic there? Old friends, I know. <laughs> uh, I've heard the word Asamar many times. Oh, wow. yeah. That's a five. But do I know Asamar blood's that, good? Do I know what that is? To drink. No, just not, not particularly. He's just like no. I'm an awesome arm. I'm like, yeah, all right, you're cool. Like, oh, I got okay. no, I got oh, pointy ears. Onion? I don't know. <laughs> Another onion. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're not sure as to what that means. Um, it quickly came to my attention after entering the city that that is not something I should be forthcoming with. Uh, no, sir. You would most undoubtedly be of particular interest to individuals that make these agreements and arrangements to procure individuals of your nature. Uh, what do they procure them for? What do they send them to do? My family 
performed very particular services for individuals inside of the Aeterost as well. My family were, is, as far as I know, they are herbalists and alchemists. <clears throat> I believe, sir, you would have provided a most delectable poultice. Oh, my posture changes. Yeah. <laughs> a most delectable oh. what? Poultice. Like a potion, like a drink. Like they would have used me for a potion? Why? And, uh... You're just eating people out here. Oh, not eating people, Mr. Nesgrim. The widow's whale eats the people. And you eat the widow's whale. Well, not you. Oh, but... I don't eat widow's whale. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> what Ooh, happen? that is a 19 plus bonus. Okay, I'll message 23. you. You got your Discord? <laughs> yep. I'll give you your reading. Life transference. That's grim. As we were discussing. So, right. and uh, I don't know if there would be anything in particular you would add on due to previous things. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> um... Potions? Retora, did your family not make magic weapons? Or magic items, rather? magic items. Do you know if they had to work with Widow's Whale at all? Not that I'm aware of. I was told to leave it alone. I was told not to mess with the balance of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Very uh-huh. defensive. We were isolated for the most part. Okay. We were not collecting souls. Now, who exactly would take an interest in procuring someone of my likeness? There are adaptations that can come with an individual who utilizes consistently widow's whale developed from a peculiar person okay I don't can you think of no one you have seen Adrian perhaps he is weird. I would not necessarily call him peculiar in the sense of the word as we have come to learn it. He did have quite an interest in taking my bones while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> he did so do I. He did make reference to you, whether in jest or not, that you should kill me. Of course, but I would never kill you. Right, of course, but that... Mr. Adrian, like my parents, assisted in the development of these poultices. Okay. He procured herbs that my parents prepared. And the individuals were brought to them. 
Do you know by who whom brought them? I do not know. I was a child. Hence my... And she just gestures to the O on her forehead. Mm. My disagreement with my family practices did not result in kind treatment by my parents. Um, when she touched her forehead, is there any way to discern whether she created the O or uncovered it? She it would look to you as though she uncovered it, as though, you know, the skin over it was shimmering, as though a minor illusion. Okay. Now, I've, I've seen others with that same tattoo, and they do not cover it. Indeed. Uh, if you don't mind me asking why you do. My time in the orphanage under the directory of Sister Sabrina um, was again against my will after my parents disowned me for speaking out against their more wicked services offered to individuals of the Aeterast and to others. While I was in the orphanage, I confided in Sabrina and Sabrina promised me that she would go speak to high-ranking officials inside of the cathedral and over at the academy that lies inside of the inner sanctum where I studied. Sabrina left and I never saw her again. And so I you could say, permitted my more outspoken nature to once more take hold of me, and I was no longer welcomed. So you were there when Desiel took over mothership? Desiel did not take over oh, mothership. Oh, I'm sorry, Madeline, Madeline, that's right. Isabel. 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 Oh, so Sabrina, Isabel, Madeline. Correct. Okay. Yes. And not very welcomed. Why were you not welcomed? I told the sisters that we needed to go find Sabrina. I feared something may have happened to her because of her willingness to speak out against something that was seemingly commonly practiced. And the sisters refused my request. And so I have been seeking out Sabrina. If Sabrina went to the sanctuary and did not return, then she followed a similar pattern of others that have been found to be vampiric in nature. That is, um... Concerning, indeed. And if this happened as a result of... My request. As a result of evidence in regards to the nature of Widow's Whale, then perhaps the corruption in the city goes higher than 
we would like to believe. Indeed. And that is in part why we have gathered you here. What we do and what other associates of ours in different areas of the city do is try to keep the light in the city. We offer protections to individuals of peculiar natures. We have a sacred sanctuary in which we provide for children that Mr. Corin retrieved for us or others that we have found alone without a home. Have you found any recently? The last that was brought to us was a year ago by Mr. Corin, a small girl named Abigail. She was rescued by the men that he hired to investigate issues within the orphanage. Um, most commonly, we find them wandering the streets after the Esfer. Before they get to the orphanage Correct. in the first place. Because the fear is that either someone in the orphanage or with a close connection to it informs someone of power of peculiar children that have arrived. Six were meant to arrive at the orphanage yes, yesterday? Was it yesterday? Um, only three arrived, Only right? three arrived, according to... Clark? Clark? That's correct. Uh, yes, Clark um, sent notice our way of that, and we fear that an arrangement was already made to procure those three children. Then that must have happened while in transport to the orphanage. Correct. When do you believe corruption took hold at the orphanage? I do not know, sir. Well... Again, I was only there a few years under the service of Sabrina while I was a teenager. Right. But... Who was there when you left? What sisters? Uh, uh, Isabel. Desiel. Desiel was Isabel. Lauren, maybe? No, Lauren no I don't know young. a sister Lauren. Freya. Freya. She... No, I don't know a sister Freya either. Is concerning. Hold on, no, I genuinely have to pop yeah. the Oh, sure, Because yeah. it's like, bam. Uh, Meredith. I have a list of them somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um. Helen. Oh. Grace. And Jocelyn. Grace? No, not this Th Grace. Different. different Grace. So it was only Desio that we are familiar with? Uh, I suppose. Clark mentioned that the guards may have had the children before. Indeed. That is also a concern of ours, that 
the guards as the ones who would make the delivery of the lost orphan children to the orphanage may have been the ones who are paid by individuals in the Aetherost. Do guards have free movement between parts of the city? Typically. Um, not all areas of the city. Uh, slums north guards typically only have access to north and west. West only have access to northwest and east. And then east only have ac- well, have the same kind of access. They don't really serve in the Aetherost. The Aetherost has its own guard. And even then, like, Slums West guards wouldn't serve in Slums East. They would be permitted to, like, be called. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I in cases of emergency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, it's not like, uh, like, it's weird to convey, like, free pass like you're asking, because it's not exactly that, mm-hmm. but it's comparable. Um, Clark mentioned that, it was a Clark, did he mention that they were, you previously mentioned, they were kept in the guard, guard tower? Guard, yeah. Guard, guard house. Guard house. Correct, in Slums North. Where would the guardhouse be? Uh, it's by the gallows. How many guards? In total for Slums North? Ooh. A lot. Typically, um, from what we know, guardhouses occupy four shifts. Each shift is typically six to eight individuals, so anywhere from 20 to 30. Mm. So... They wouldn't be hidden if they were kept there. The children, you mean? Yes. No, they would be cared for, I assume. I've never been inside of a guardhouse. Probably best that way. Um, what do you know of the visions that Adrian does? <clears throat> Are they reliable? <sighs> that is a good question. Suffice to say, I didn't partake in a vision of my own. I always found um, his philosophy on life a bit more morbid than I believe is appropriate. Um, As for his visions, I have read of shamans blessed with similar foresights, similar abilities to see two areas in which they may or may not have even been. Um, One of the things that we wished to test is if that I possess a similar trait to Adrian. I have only performed my ritual on those that are already dead. I have not tried like he does using a bit of blood while they are still alive. If I am able to do this with one of my companions and you would like me to attempt to do the same for you, I would be happy to attempt to paint a picture for you the best that I can. And the ingredients that he uses? I imagine they are similar to mine. So I will tell you once more, they were similar. There are others. Sure. So like additional stuff. Correct. Like, you know, if you use the four to five ingredients consistently, he uses about five to six. Okay. Three of them look like they were yours. Okay. Two approximately looked like they were not the same as what you possess. 
some of the things that he used look similar to mine, but several others look as if they might be different. Mm-hmm. As for what was similar, the teardrop flowers, Bowen's flower, and the Ashley's, so not the Mala. Okay. I would probably still use the Molo. <laughs> Protection? Yes, yeah, correct. That. That's why he doesn't use it, though. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. He lets in I... those evil. Huh? He lets in those evil. Correct. Transaction. Taking it in. Correct. Mm-hmm. So well, I imagine he's also ripping through something, whereas I'm not. What do you he's mean ripping like, through? If there's some sort of a barrier that I'm warding against, or protecting myself. He's from just going Kool Aid Man. Going, he's going Kool Aid Man. That's a good. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just yeah. going straight yeah. in. Well, you know, damned or not. Okay. He doesn't. He's just going in because maybe it requires that in order to get through. Or he just likes Stop it. Oh, yeah. Or he just likes it. I don't know. That's also possible. He probably just likes it. He might just like it, but. Yeah, I'm warded against things. He's not. Well, um, I imagine if Adrian picked up some of what he learned from your family, perhaps he was using a combination of herbs. And spices. And spices that had been (laughs) uh, passed to him through your word of mouth. Indeed. I, I regret to say that he may be using what you taught him for purposes that you disagree with, but... Indeed. As for the other herbs. And spices. And if spices. <laughs> if you knew how many they were. are there. Coriander. <laughs> Fennel. Take that, Leah. Pepper. Um, anise. Not anise. Don't put anise. Not, not, not. No anise. <laughs> um, Let's see who picked that up. Nope, Anna's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Anna's bananas. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's very good. I'm uh, glad someone that please screenshot that. <laughs> I'm glad that that exists. There's always money in the banana stand. Where did the banana There's banana always banana money in the banana stand. Where did the bananas part come from? No, touching. No, just, it just Anna's, Anna's, Anna's. I'm sure it was just. <laughs> I'm sure that's why. It's like. It's a real word. As yeah, for, but as for the other that, herbs, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, perhaps if we had the other herbs that Ethier does not use and Adrian does, perhaps we would be able to replicate the, that effect mm-hmm. without um, the corruption involved. That would be great. Oops, sorry. Or no, not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. night I'm sitting there writing homebrew sitting there and I'm like running my foot on the table and I was like oh wait and I look and Glenn's like what are you doing <laughs> and I was just running my foot along Glenn's leg and I was like oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> sorry I thought that was the table just just like Nesgrim <laughs> buffing his table <laughs> is it really Nesgrim oh, the iPad <laughs> no. no it's just it's like not loading correctly no. hold on this costume's just to hide the fact that I'm just playing myself in a D&D campaign. <laughs> it's tons of fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It happens there. to all of us. <laughs> isn't it, Don? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I played Grimdark. Uh-huh. Oh. The oh. other ingredients. The berries from a bloodberry bush. Uh, am I at all familiar? Uh, let me do all uh, of them, sure, and sure, then sure, we'll sure. go through yep. them. 
the stems of flesh wart. God. Oh. <laughs> I don't even like, touch that. So we got blood, flesh. Uh huh. Correct. Tears. What sex? Oh, bone. Fuck. <laughs> we already have tears. Uh huh. Ash. Ash. Bones, flowers, does Ash. sound like bones. bones. You need bone. It's bones. Damn it, <laughs> like Damn it John. Damn it. I'm sorry, everyone. Ash. <laughs> Which one's just, the soul? Do you just sit there with lists of things? And it's like, okay, how are we gonna? Yeah, I'm a witch. It's fine. Start I'm totally making like a flesh. Root. Huh? Flesh root. Flesh wart. Flesh wart. W o r t. Oh. Okay. Wart. Mm-hmm. And then Mordain, which is an herb. M O R D A Y N. Mor. Mordain. No. <laughs> that's death. Mm-hmm. That's some death stuff. That's a, that's a, a Latin prefix for that's death. That's a. That's oh, a god. Gotcha. So he's just baking the death into it. <laughs> he doesn't need the death because he just bakes it in. Ha! <laughs> really so you just some it. dream pastries. Take me home. <laughs> Fleshy rose. Just imagine oh my us god. Like, doing this ritual while Spirit in the Sky is playing. Right? <laughs> Spirit in the Sky. What Adrian does is more a prayer. Okay. He attempts to procure information that otherwise would not be access to uh, an individual that was clearly not there. He is invoking something, as though listening to the cry of a soul. Like the... (laughs) (laughs) If I were to tell you about the vision that I had from Adrian's services. Yes. Um, could you maybe tell me your thoughts on them? Of course. Great. Great. So I just recount. I'm already drowning. You're just like you're just like driving the car, and you're like, I wonder what happens if I just like. Let me draw the bus. Just like flip the car off the side of the road. Just, have you never had that moment where, wheel. like, you know, you're, you're just, coming up to a red you light? You just straight fight Adrian club it. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. Would you say the, uh, red light? the call of the void? Ooh. Mm. Mm. The call of the defiled. One or say. the cry of the seraph. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same thing, aren't they? Oh, I love knowing what seraph means, and you just talked about Nina. <laughs> <laughs> no one make Nina cry. <laughs> oh, John. We're gonna break everything. Well, hope she doesn't pick on Bran. Good shame. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> so you recount to her your dream and the phrases used by your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, including, you know, the, the statement about the thralling and yeah. the defiled. And, and hark. Yeah, hark less... the cry of a seraph. Yeah. Um, Mr. Nesgrim? Yes? Are you aware of a seraph in your life? I am not, no. What is that? What is a seraph? Seraph are individuals who you could say are blessed with a holy, divine nature in their blood. So like me. Indeed. Mr. Nesgrim. Okay. Have you found yourself with the urge to cry? 
No. Fortunate. Beware your own cries, I would say. Bottle up those emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Out of character, I'm thinking Necrotic Shroud is a big (laughs) no-no. Big, big no-no. Yeah, because you also talk about you know, the the looming, ethereal, horrifying shadow. And the tendrils that rended yeah. away your father's flesh. And I'll, I'll also tell her about what I saw when I was dead. Oh, Mr. Nestor. <laughs> oh, now, what? See, oh. That Does might she not. do that? Uh, no, I do that. <laughs> Just... Mm. Are you sure she's not really the, in, the inner Adrian? It's in like me. when you roll the car and it lands on the wheels, so you yeah. roll it again. You just like you gathering all the shit up and throwing it at the wall and hoping something sticks. There's a French sticks, term man. for this, and I can't remember what it is. I mean, live your best Foot life. Mouth. <laughs> Something's good. Like they're it's gonna, like it's no Adrian, judgment. I'm just Adrian's like it's not a, what not, I would have done. I'm not Adrian. Corn uh, was a vampire. I'll be so, fine. Uh, so well, well, it's the first time not, you've heard this. What's going on? Okay, so yeah. do you recall or do you want me to go back to it? I genuinely don't recall. I can uh, push I mean, the pain uh, away. I think I still have uh, <laughs> the vision. <laughs> Nesgrim's death. Death vision. Mm. I remember this spooky floor, but that was a dream. Death vision. Uh, nope. Okay. Sure. No, no, no. I got. I just wanted to find in the recap where I wrote it. Um, so I will just go forth with this because again, <laughs> Nesgrim would be capable of telling yeah. you this. Like it's just obviously not in you know DJ's notes. Okay. Um, I know what it is now. So he found himself standing effectively in a blank, void-like space filled with emptiness. He heard in the distance a gruff, a guttural language being communicated. Uh, from multiple individuals as though echoes in the distance in the dark. Uh, He heard the cracking of a whip. whip. Uh, He felt a warmth inside of his chest and a chill on his flesh. Uh, And the warmth inside of his body felt as though there was something boiling his blood, preparing it to burst. When was this? <laughs> this was, when he died. When this he was died. the first vision that, like, yeah, when he died, Jesus this is what he experienced. Oh, this isn't this is the worst. Horrifying. Of, this isn't the worst of it at all. Oh, this is just the beginning. I, I think I remember the tail end of it. Yep. I think I remember you looking like, like you've seen a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, his flesh felt, or sorry, his blood felt <laughs> as though it was going to boil out of his flesh. And in a moment of panicked horror, he looked down to see that he was standing on, effectively, a transparent floor akin to glass. Oh, yeah. And below it, in a vacuous space, were dozens of ethereal, ghastly, pale faces with thin strands of white and silver hair caught motionless as though trapped below this floor. Black eyes. Sorry? Black eyes as well? Yes. Uh, Their faces looked as though they were twisted in a state of agony, and their hands were pressed up against the palms below Nesgrim's feet. We heard this bit. This is some fucking Hercules shit. He felt as though some of them broke through that transparency, gripping at his ankles, attempting to pull him down. Mm -hmm. Uh, His gaze looked upwards, and he saw... Luminous beams like rays of light as though breaking through a cloud-like surface extending down, bathing him in a new warmth. 
As his eyes pulled back downwards, he saw the face of his father, ghastly, as though his death face, again, with the, the black circles around his eyes, the pale, decrepit, withered skin, and a black surface looming behind him, and tendrils pulling at his face, tearing his lips apart. And it gripped his neck, and all his father was able to say was, Beware the white bone. And where was his father? Up? Straight ahead. Straight ahead? Yes. And what was up, you said? Up was like rays of light breaking through what looked like a cloud-like surface. Okay. History on any of it. Eleven. Eleven? Uh, I mean, this is not something that historically would have realistically been able to be dictated by individuals who would have had a similar experience. Most people can haven't you, died. Can you mimic with... the guttural noises? I'll give it a shot. Sure. Can well, I make for performance? Yep. Can you also like physically? Do yeah, it? I think DJ I kinda needs wanna, to. Yeah, I want to hear your guttural noises. That's uh, so. It's a twelve. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Arzlarbalinga. Paul, what languages do you speak? <laughs> Primordial, common, elvish, and dwarvish. Dwarvish. So it sounds akin to primordial, but no. oh, not no. exactly it, but that same kind of deep, otherworldly guttural. Guttural was the key word. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh no! And it surely wasn't celestial because I speak that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if it was, and you were just like, "Oh wait!" <laughs> <laughs> oh. It doesn't happen to be a language that I just happen to understand. It does not. Good. It's not druidic, I assume. <laughs> I mean, I don't that know. one's not. I, think I got nothing for language. Oh, Hearing him recount that uh, mm-hmm. into Ether's mind. Ether, uh, yes. I do it's not suppose you happen to be in possession of these other herbs that Adrian was using. Uh, I do not. We would have to find them or purchase them from someone, preferably not Adrian. Perhaps. This is in my head. Oh. <laughs> he looks oh. at you and says that one. <laughs> also, also, you had pulled out the locket. She extends mm-hmm. her hand. Uh, that trinket, could I see that for a moment? You may. I would be very careful about touching it directly as the last person who had it contact their skin appeared to contract a form of the rot. She kind of pulls her napkin up from her lap and wraps her hand and well, extends it pass out. it to her. And while she's looking at it, what does she say about my visions? So she pulls the locket back towards her. As for you, Mr. Nesgrim, um, that language is not something that I have... I suppose heard before. Okay. But studied. Okay. Not intently or deeply. Perhaps enough to understand what they said? Don't understand the language. I understand effectively the vocal intonations made. Okay. And that is not a good language to know, Mr. Nesgrim. I do not know it. What language is it? Uh, that sounds like something called abyssal. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Nesgrim had a vision in abyssal. And you said there was nothing else I recognized from the vision, correct? Correct. Okay. So that is a language spoken by 
fiends and demonic entities. <laughs> Why? Okay. I do not suppose that you know anywhere where he might have this word or phrase, whatever it is, translated? Someone who knows more of this language than its name? He... Only individuals I could say might understand this are Adrian. God damn the fact that I know! Or <laughs> potentially individuals in the academy in the inner sanctum. But you will be hard-pressed to have Adrian translate I, I feel, for you. I, I feel I may... Nesgrim is actually Nesgrim. rather fond of Nesgrim. Oh, Mr. Nesgrim. <laughs> Adrian is actually quite fond of me. Uh, he mentioned looking forward to me returning. Um, he would you be should not return. extremely excited to see Nesgrim again. Uh, you... In, into Nesgrim's mind, I am going to attempt to do my best Adrian impression and say, <laughs> Oh, Mr. Nesgrim. Please. Before that no. happens, That's I say, you, uh, you and your friends will not feel <laughs> upset if I were to go back for <laughs> this information, would you? What? <laughs> We would not be offended, no. Uh, I believe there may be some value in understanding right. what it is. It was a nine. Nine. So, I mean, it's a little creepy. It's, it's <laughs> Out of nowhere and in his head? Yeah. A little Did creepy. I get him? Did yeah. I get him? Do I hear enough of the accent to know yeah, who it was? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know it's Yalumlo, but it's like, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Icky. And I just shoot a glance. <laughs> Right. I chuckled to myself. Very good. Um, okay. I have always feared that the defiled may have been a demonic creature. Well, um... And that the black claw is a depiction of part of it that may have been seen by its prophets. I think I may have also seen a part of it as well. You've seen <laughs> the black claw. What? <laughs> the vision I had with the claw that came out of the grave and grabbed my... So you remind her of that? Mr. Nesker. <laughs> You've only died once. <laughs> And you're, you're speaking to demonic um, entities? <laughs> I fear their protections f failed or are failing. Who's? I say that into his mind. Who's? Okay. Perhaps. I think, oh, you can't read minds. You can only speak into them. I believe so, yes. Perhaps you know more of this defiled, <laughs> a, a rumor or a description. I know only that as I studied ancient tomes that spoke of this creature, believe it existed long ago and is claimed to be part of why in our world our worship is performed as it is. How do you mean? 
namelessly. That the true name of the defiled is lost intentionally. As is its description worship. and yes. its worship. Worship of its name. Did you say it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because DJ or Nesgrim wouldn't know. know that. He wouldn't have heard that yet. Correct. That was just DJ. See, okay, so <laughs> hearing that, uh huh. I meant to mention this earlier and we got away from it. Correct. Um, and intentionally, this is, I'm, I'm very smart. So, <laughs> I can't wait. It's very good. It's very good. Legitimately, I will be amazed if this actually turns out to be correct because mm -hmm. this is wild. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, when, uh, when I had my visions with the skulls of these orcs, yes. they made a sacrifice of some sort in gold. It was gold, correct? Correct. Yeah. Gold. Well, I mean, it was coins. You, coins. Yeah. Sure. Oh, no, yeah. I did yeah. say yeah. gold coins. Yes. Correct. Not necessarily gold, but correct. coins yeah. that were gold to the site. Sure. Correct. Uh, golden coins. Uh-huh. Um, and they mentioned something in Orkish, the meaning of which I do not know. I do not speak the language, but I believe it to be translated to the name of this city. How so, sir? It sounds similar in nature. I do not wish to repeat it in case it is something that is a, a cursed word, or... Could you write it down for me? I gesture towards <laughs> Ether. No, no writing. Okay. Speak it. I don't think that is a good idea. Well, how if you write it and then speak it... That might be worse. No, I won't speak it. I'm just going to write it and hand it over. Into, and then... into Felix's mind? Mm -hmm. Perhaps in the mind? Sure. Ithir? The name? So yes, you communicate telepathically. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I will communicate uh, Oshuai Wampu. Mm -hmm. To me? Or... Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you, mm -hmm. and then I will turn to her and, okay. and say it to water. her yep. as well, in her head. Correct. And you <laughs> say it, and she pauses. Orkish, as a language, is traditionally written with dwarvish script, for they are not as intelligent as many other races. And it appears in you have encountered a translation of sort from Orcish, from words heard, spoken. And you say you found this in the chapel? Yes, one of the skulls that I picked up appeared to be of uh, an orc warrior of some kind. Uh, they had uh, helmets, right? I believe they had, right. yeah. Uh, they had uh, helmets of some kind with their bodies. Probably. Guards, perhaps. I would say perhaps individuals who might have been occupying the old city when Ostador's reclamation, his crusade, yes. began. Hmm. I would agree. As for your phrase, friends, 
I I fear for its meaning and our safety. What does it mean? I mean, you you can tell that like something occurred. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what yeah word was said. Correct. I think I said it before. Well, yeah, you guys yeah. All, like <clears throat> yeah, discussed we it before, about it. and yeah, but it was I'll remind you, nothing happened when you said it before. Yeah, because that's why she's just gonna look. Oshuhai Wampu was what orcs call to this city. And when the reclamation brought civilized races, uh, it was shortened for convenience into Oshwamp. Was what does it Osh- mean? Go ahead. Do you know what it meant? Why would they be using the name of the city in some sort of ritual <coughs> as Ethier has described? I'm not sure. I had a theory that perhaps Oshwamp in this sense was not referring to the city but perhaps referring to whatever they were worshipping. They, I believe, may have died the instant that they made this sacrifice. The light in which I was able to see went out very rapidly after dropping these golden coins and uttering this word. I am not sure as to what these orcs would have worshipped, Mr. Ethier. My thought is perhaps that they are worshipping the defiled, and that this is the true name of the defiled. I do not know if this would be its name. It does not mean a name. What does it mean? Oshuhai Wampu means haunted gold. Oh. And we will end there. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are we going to pick back up with what she said about me saying the mm-hmm. defiled claw and seeing the claw? Yes. <laughs> Great. This is some Pirates of the Caribbean shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haunted gold. Mm-hmm. I wonder well, what they've fuck. dug out of the mines. Yeah, haunted gold. Good lord. Well, friends... Thank you very much for watching tonight. I hope that you enjoyed this evening's episode of The City of Oshwamp. Um, It was wild. As always, it is. Um, If you're new here, make sure that you follow so you can find us again. We are live three to four times a week with Dungeons & Dragons content. Um, We stream currently two homebrew campaigns, uh, as well as an adventure book, Princess of the Apocalypse, which is on Wednesdays. Tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time, where we're going to be doing some wild stuff. It's going to oh, be, yeah. gonna be mm-hmm. nuts. Crazy. So definitely, if you're around, pop in for that. We... That's going to be a thing. It might be the last one. <laughs> might be the last one. <laughs> Very well, could be the last one. I'm going to eat a god. <laughs> yeah. Or Razzly to God. Yep. Entirely it's possible. Probably that. <laughs> right? If I had to put bets on it, I'd put bets on Raz eating a god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I want to put that bet, I... <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous. Mm. Um,. Our schedule, CMS, thank you very much for putting that in there. That is when we were live and what we're doing um, as far as we are uh, at least planned to do. Um, So please 
either bookmark that. You can also join our Discord, and we have that linked in there, so you can find out what we're doing and when we're doing it. Um, if you go to our website, notgreatrpg.com, we have text recaps for all of our episodes. They get put on YouTube. Um, they also get turned into a podcast, uh, so our stuff is very easy to uh, catch up on and watch, so that way you can hop into the action very easily, even if you are new and understand what is going on. The, the recaps are generally pretty detailed. Um, or you can watch back the other episodes if you need something to binge. Um, we have our old campaigns on there as well. Everything's there. Very easy to watch, very easy to find. Um, if you like tabletop-related products, uh, you can check out our sponsors page. We've got some fun uh, commercial videos that we've made for them, as well as there are some discount codes and things on there. So please check those out. They are wonderful, and we love them very much. So that'll be it. Um, thank you guys very much for watching this evening. We will see you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, Good friends. Good night. Bye. Bye.